The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 450. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the best beard in the business, Marty Sleva. No one's called me that in a while. Uh, yeah? Yeah. You let this, all the traditions die. Over here, the dark night of news, Andrew Goldfarb. Hi. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Zach. Oh, good. I was just going to say hi. He only does everything. Call him Moriarty. Nothing says welcome back to your old podcast like not even having your own microphone. <laughs> the tallest man at IGN, Max Scoville. Hey, what's up? No, that's not true. I don't know. I don't work there. And then my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. <laughs> Marty. Yeah, we did good. Uh, wow. Thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, this is Podcast Beyond Episode 450. I'm very excited for the fact that uh, we got both of you. We, we wrangled both of you to come back. It's exciting. We, you're too, I don't like you, can, you can have it. It's in the microphone. Oh, thank you, Max. This is already a disaster. It's, uh, thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. I, no, left, no, my, I left my house today. Our absolute pleasure. <laughs> we got you in your house. That's an important thing. Yes. Uh, we are at uh, Jackalope, which is a bar in San Francisco that I think all of us have, have tweeted about and blacked mm-hmm. out at uh, oh, numerous yeah, times. Sure. Yeah, um, it's incredible. But yeah, in the tradition of the 50 episodes, obviously for the hundreds, we do big things. You're doing weird things in, in Andrew's ear, no. but it's fine. Uh, in the traditions of a 50s episode, it's it's not really about news or anything. I mean, there's also not a shit ton to talk about because it's post-E3. Sure. Like, nothing's really happened. Um, yeah, and so we sort of want to just have this be a... I don't know, reflection back on what the show has meant to all of us, uh, sort of what PlayStation has meant to us, looking forward into the future, what will happen 10 years from now. Oh, my gosh. A man will die. What? Anyone? Just any random man? I'm sure. Yeah, well, some He's man playing will. the prediction game safe. He some, wants the yeah. points like Colin always does. Yeah, uh, some man will die. But, yeah, I just sort of want to just do it like a quick little, uh, I don't know, retrospective on, on what the show has been. And, and it's, it's this thing that you two so graciously uh, handed off to us, you know, after you, you left and... Went to phone kind of funny, and I don't know. It's been it's been a weird ride taking it over and having sure. it transform. But uh, yeah, just really quick, like, what do you like? What was it like in the early days? Ah oh, man, uh, nobody wanted to do it. Yeah, and we all thought it was really dumb, and we yeah. got mad at Dunham for making us do yeah. it because we had Game Scoop, and that was always my argument. Like we already have a podcast that covers everything. Why do we need all these channel podcasts? Yeah. And then it was also the thing I you know I always talk about it for me in particular. Like I always feel like. Damon and I took the same opportunity where we got to IGN. He was there before me, obviously, but only for about like six months or so. We got there, and we got there right as the old guard was burning out. And so when Pear was demanding put editors on camera and make them personalities have podcasts, like Craig Harris was like, no. <laughs> I'm here to write reviews. That's right. what I do. Yeah. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Where Damon and I were like, yeah, put us in everything. We'll mm-hmm. do everything. Yeah. And so then it was this thing of like now we were doing a podcast where I knew Roper didn't really want to do that many podcasts and stuff, but – as we started doing it, when you find that rhythm and you realize how much fun you can have just being a bunch of morons in a room, yeah. that's where it's. You were off. on 
was one your first one? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was a founder. So you're on three. I'm the first person to ever, say beyond, and it gets a good you, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever miss an episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. I missed plenty of episodes, yeah, because I'd be traveling or you go, you go to an event or Were whatever. Were you the man who died in my prediction? In 10 years from now? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I eat a lot of chicken wings. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to catch up eventually to yeah, me, but yeah. Sure. No, yeah, I was there from episode one. Uh, it was a great ride, but yeah, I missed plenty of stuff because you figure I, I got to start as just one of the idiots on the show yeah. you know it was Dunham hosting the original thing and that was actually he already left the PlayStation team it was really confusing and then Roper moves into the remember when we had teams it was, I yeah. was going to say it was, it was, it's very weird because when I first started around uh, got seven years ago now um, IGN was very segmented like that yeah. and there was very specifically so I did features and I remember one time you were like you are like Brian what's this feature you're working on I'm like oh it's this thing and you're like that's going to do really well can you start that on the PlayStation channel yeah. and I was like yeah, why? And he's like, well, because then I get all the views and my channel looks great. And I'm like, yeah, but like Christine's running the Xbox channel and somebody else is running the Nintendo channel. Like, screw her. And you, <laughs> and you said, Yikes. you said, I'll give you $10 if you started on the PlayStation channel, which I think, I don't know if it's collusion within your own room. Totally it is. But I bought lunch, which is, you know, that's half a lunch in San Francisco. But in, in like you, 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 you bring up such a great point of like the IGN of old versus the IGN of new. And Colin knows this of like yeah. when we were in those camps, that was the thing. And you, like we were all motivated to beat each other. We all loved each other. We were always happy. But I remember when I started on the PlayStation team and Dunham was my boss and then Hillary was running Xbox, right? right. Like we want, and actually Doug Perry was running Xbox at the time, but he left and then Hillary eventually mm-hmm. came on. And that was the thing where it was like an arms race of we wanted, you wanted to beat each other. And podcast became that as well. And they, it actually went hand in hand with what the NPD was reporting every single right. month where there was this camaraderie around how well systems were selling yep. and then the Vita <laughs> came out and uh, the PS3 was really, it was an underdog for a while there, which yeah. is like, I think you guys were champions of a console that was having kind of a couple of dark days for oh, a while. Man. I, 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 you go, years. Eventually, yeah. there is, I think it's like six months into Beyond, Dunham had to pull me aside and be like, alright, you gotta stop saying that you're not gonna buy a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't keep saying that. It wasn't dark days with nuclear winter Yeah, PlayStation 3. Uh, but I think that was fun, what was, what was fun about Podcast Beyond, because I didn't join the podcast until episode 98. Okay. Um, actually, some old people like that watch IGN for a long time. No, I was actually on TRL forever, which was the X- really? which was the Xbox podcast. But we didn't talk about Xbox. I didn't play Xbox, and we, and we never talked about. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, we would we would call like Xbox support as Cobra Commander and talk about Lost, and yep. and it was not about God, Xbox. I wish we just had a podcast where we just talked about Lost. Uh, the Cobra Commander one, by the way, is like one of the funniest things I, I ever did at, awesome. I, at IGN. Wait, what is that? Was that just Hillary? Hillary had an Xbox problem, so he and he did a perfect Cobra Commander voice, like a, an amazing Cobra Commander impression. So we called Xbox support as Cobra Commander and, it, and it's on YouTube like there, there's a video someone clipped out a long time ago of it and it was just a very funny moment or whatever because like the guy just kept going like as if like what was the problem and all these guys thing and, and he was like what's your fir- what, first name he's like Cobra and he's like last name Commander uh, on air so yeah I mean the, so PlayStation 3 was you know a great console but no one really knew but that was kind of where the that was kind of where the pride of Podcast Beyond came right. from. And, and IGN PlayStation, the fact that IGN PlayStation was by far the biggest part of the site at the yeah. time that Greg and I ran the channels and that's, and that, I mean, that's was awesome the for us. the of it, right? Yeah. That, like, I mean, Dunham and Roper had set up su- – like, when I got there, there was such a structure to what we were doing and how it was that when we begrudgingly had to do Beyond and everybody else was starting podcasts, I remember Dunham being like, all right, we're doing it on this day. Mm-hmm. We do not miss an episode. That Put it on your calendars and don't miss it. And meanwhile – NVCE, and I think it's what it's called back then. Jeez, I don't even remember. No, TRL, like everything yeah. was missed. Like TRL, we got to episode like 112, and TRL finally got to 50, yeah. and then the 50th episode pretended like it was episode 100 to yep. try to catch up, yep. to like, cheat, cheat the code or whatever. But that was the thing: is like we were all 
like we our jobs were to care, you know care and cover about PlayStation, yeah. and so all that stripped away all like the hey I love my PS2. It stripped away all the people who are only there on the winning system, and you were left with this core of PlayStation fans, mm-hmm. yep. and that was the thing where that's how we grew, grew the channel. It's how we grew the podcast. Is that we were just there in like the darkest of dark times. Yeah. They're just like. I don't know, man. Well, it gave you guys an op- cool. Yeah. <laughs> it gave you guys an opportunity. I, I get, that's a generous word for the for this sentiment here, but it gave you guys the the chance to basically say, no matter what's happening on these platforms, we have to talk about it. In some weeks, there ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> like some yeah, weeks, it's just like, well, there's like three indie games, and there's a PlayStation Mini game that we should talk about, and like. Um, <laughs> There's, there's new PSP skins, and you're like, well, we're going to make this work, or like, you know, firmware up- updates. And it was strange because when we inherited the show, you know, the PlayStation 4 is the best selling system, and it's on the win- it's a winning streak. It's easy streak for all of us. We come in, we're like, let's talk about all the big games, you know, Uncharted's coming out, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of times there where it was just like, you guys had to spin a show out of nothing, and you did a phenomenal job at that. And I think that's what really connected with the audience because there are weeks where they're sitting there being like what what am i supposed to play right now yeah do you remember what you in your first episode like do you when was that like what what were you guys talking about in that episode mm, um it was 2009 yeah 2008 i don't know no 2009 yeah 2009 and early 2009 i don't know i guess it was around the time infamous came out but you remember your first like your first thing well you my did. first my first appearance was actually like we we recorded these interstitials for the uh, we opened the show and it was me doing the History Channel voice they're just like hello everyone this is uh, Greg Miller from Podcast Beyond and like usually you know yeah. we scream when we open but Greg Miller from Podcast Beyond and today we're gonna have a dramatic reading of the Fracture Review Guide from American History <laughs> Expert Colin Moriarty okay don't say American History X and you can't like say that without a connotation before it <laughs> no, I you said expert American History not. Expert yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah, so it was a Jet Brody was the main character in Fracture, and we thought this review guide. Was Jet Brody. Yeah, they gave you the like, the review, review guide, guide was the fucking. Fu- so for people that don't know, uh, the games don't usually come with them anymore. But back in the day, games came with like these very finely printed, like ridiculous PR sh- bullshit yeah. review guides, where it's like, here's what you should know, and here's what's important, and yeah. and uh, we were like, this is probably the Have stupidest you tried fucking using the missile launcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real good one. Yeah, it's like here's four paragraphs on backstory on this character that the game doesn't explain, so yeah. we'll give it to you. And so yeah, it was like a glorified NES manual, basically. And uh, we thought this one was really funny. So I, I read interstitials or whatever, but I was still doing uh, TRL at the time. And I was, we actually did a music podcast for a while and stuff. So it was like it was when Spence still worked there. And, and it was like, called um, – it was called – what the fuck was it called? I don't even remember anymore. Oh, Inner Ear Damage I think it was called. Uh, and uh, we did like five or six episodes of that. I don't know. So we were tr- experimenting with all these things. But then uh, I, I was a PlayStation-centric guy. Um, and a Nintendo-centric guy, as we always talk about. Like, I actually like was holding on for dear life with a Wii in like two thousand. I love that Wii, Marty. Um, oh, you play tonight? Oh man, I'm gonna put Call of Duty on the Wii tonight. <laughs> what the no, hell's wrong you with didn't you? Do that, no, that, the last one I played, like the last weird one I played on Wii, was uh, uh, Bloodstone, the 007 game. I was like, I'm gonna play this on Wii. Everyone's like, you fucking serious? I'm like, no, I'm as serious as it gets. Uh, it sounds like something you would like pass in the middle of the night. Well, I, I, it was sometime in like two, it was sometime in two thousand eight where I was like I just can't do, I yeah. can't with the Wii. I literally haven't had my Wii plugged in in like six years. I was just like fine. I can't anymore. Um, so yeah, the, the, so I, I think it was early two thousand nine. People out there might know, but I, so it was around. Infamous came out that spring, and and uh, that was that was actually when P and it was right before Slim came out. So it was it was. Uh, that was when PS3 started to pick up a lot of steam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was when they finally like were able to recover from that disastrous E3 and from the price point and everything. Like, yeah. yeah, I felt like by that time, like by the time, you know, Uncharted was rolling out, Infamous, like that kind of stuff. That that 
it was like, oh wait, this is you finally be have fine. a reason. Like, you have a reason these are the people that made yeah. the PS One and PS Two. They actually know what they're doing. Not dissimilar to the Xbox One Slim. That yeah, just, yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, like I playing catch up. I mean, that's one of the weirdest things is like looking at how this generation has mirrored the last one, just yep. complete reverse, Sla- just a flip of the sides. And also, the, the Wii U sales are missing a zero at the end from where the Wii was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, yeah. So, do you remember your first episode, Andrew? Uh, oh, thank you. Welcome, uh, Welcome was, to the podcast, Andrew. Thanks. Hello. <laughs> uh, it was 220-something. It, uh, it was a few weeks after 200, so it was like 220-ish. Because you were um, at 200 as a little Babby fan. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I flew out for that, and then I, like, we went to Eddie Rickenbacker's, like the old version of Eddie Rickenbacker's after, and then... Was there that wine drinking cat still there? Yeah, yeah. yeah that I was when the cat, cat and old man were still there. still there. Yep, and the motorcycles were still in the Was ceiling. the cat Mr. Higgins or was the man Mr. Higgins? The cat. The cat was Mr. Higgins. What was the man's name? Doesn't matter. Eddie Rickenbacker. <laughs> I, was, I was brought to that bar the first time because I was told it was like a World War II era motorcycle Jabba's Palace. And then there's a large man in the corner hooked up to like an oxygen tank. And there's like <laughs> a cat that sits on him and drinks wine. I'm going to text Chris Ostertag. He will remember the man's name. <laughs> Because the whole thing was like they burn out waitresses in six months because they had to give him shots because he lived in the bar and he was on oxygen wait, he watching. Literally, t- he watched. Wait, they had to give him shots as in like they like gave needles? him like yes. Like, I heard to they keep had him to. Alive. That's they, I heard, fucking so, terrible. I heard that they had to take him to the bathroom and stuff. No, uh, that's, and he that's li- he lived in the back. Uh, and then apparently when he was uh, when he wanted to keep them around, he'd be like, "Hey, if you stick around, I'll put you in my will." And I got hella Tiffany lamps. <laughs> also true. There was one. That was like the new story when they finally closed down Eddie Rickenbacker's is that there was a Tiffany's uh, chandelier in there that was worth like a quarter of a million dollars or something. Did you know that every now and then his chair would move and this ground would open up and a bunch of waitresses would fall in? <laughs> and a giant monster that lived under the bar would eat them? It's horrible. This is probably the, the best cat Eddie would laugh hysterically. Ever. Yeah. Shout uh, out Eddie Rickenbacker. I don't like that bar anymore. No, well, I, mean, I don't yeah. want a bad mouth out of the bars, but... Well, now it's just like a gentrified, really expensive burger place, basically. San Francisco. Um, <laughs> anyway, I went there uh, <laughs> after after 200, and then uh, the morning after, uh, either hungover or still drunk, is when I interviewed with Colin Campbell for what would eventually become this job. Uh, but then my... Oh. To interrupt your story, what I love about your story is the fact that, like, you were... You were, <laughs> you were like, a legit Beyond fan. Like, you... You were the one who gave me that Walking Dead plushie that was on my desk forever. Mm-hmm. You'd sent it in. Yep. You were the first fan I ever saw in a Beyond shirt that was a different color because you took a photo with Craig Harris the green in Nintendo one, yeah. World. Yep. And I was like, where did you get the green one? And you're like, off that, the Cafe Press site you sent out. I'm like, they don't have to be black. I want them to be black. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm we had a brand. And in the, what, Jesus, the first podcast room we had at New IGN, we had your photo on the wall because we had all the fans mm. who sent in the Beyond. Oh, on the image. second floor one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His photo of like... He sent in the photo of him with Craig. Because the old Beyond thing was like, oh, we, we had like spon- we had fans who sent in fan art, but it all started on, on Gen 1 Beyond, I think even before Colin got there, of like, one kid wrote in, he's like, hey, can I be the official fencer of Podcast Beyond? <laughs> and Jeff, Jeff Haynes was like, sure. And so then we had this like reoccurring thing of like, then there was the official runner of Podcast Beyond. And these people would write Beyond in their shoes. The fencer had a giant flag that might still be in your office. Yeah. That, like, yeah, this yeah, great yeah, one yeah. he used yep. to have it on his fencer. And then finally we got to... Can I be the, there, a woman wrote in named Ju- Julia who still comes to all the kind of funny events? I'm sure she I comes be to your events. the official girl of Beyond. <laughs> Can I be the official magic booty of Podcast Beyond? Was she? And, yeah, oh, yeah. What we does said, that mean? we said, yeah. uh, it, she sent photos of her butt, like her bent over things. Yeah. And wow. we put those up at the office. <laughs> and they were up for a few. And like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like a naked butt, but it was like a, a butt in various outfits. And she said her booty was magical. And we were like, sure. This is, again, mind you, just. No one was listening. No one knew what was happening. Like, we could do whatever the hell we wanted on the podcast back yeah. then. And we're like, sure. We put it up, and it stayed up until Chris Roper's wife came by one day and was like, 
take this down. <laughs> this isn't a locker room. I'm like, no, 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 but it's the magical booty. She's like, I don't care what the reasoning is. What a weird thing to have to explain to your wife. So that was a really weird room to do a show, by the way, because we used to do the Games by debriefings back then, and somebody sent us this Yogi Bear the movie poster yeah. that had Yogi standing with a boo boo, and it said, "Good things come in bears," <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> so we had that. We had the magical booty. We had Goldfarm's picture. Like, what a fucking weird room to record No, remember, I did, a, I did a podcast beyond competition of, if you wanted to win a Killzone Collector's Edition, no, send in you. a photo of a Hellgas killing Clements. And so we had all this fan art of Clements getting like, punched through the chest, his neck getting snapped, his head ripped off. Jeez. We hung them all up. We're like, great. Now we just have people randomly tweet a lot of pictures of dogs and and and, and men corn with capes. And, yeah. and corn. Well, it's yeah. it, it felt like a, like little kids decorating a treehouse where a parent never comes up there and goes like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. We're just like we're gonna put Yogi on the wall and the and then the Brian Clemens getting murdered. That was that was always like the test for me. We would say horrible things or do horrible things, and then I would wait to see if like Pear or Tail <laughs> said anything. Like, yeah, we're the official hypothetical abortion podcast. They're not listening. Keep saying it. It's fine. By the time they pay attention, it'll be a month. So in. that's the thing is, I still go under the basis that no one, no, no one who could fire me listens to the show. Except Pear totally listens to the show. Yep. And every once in a while, I'll be. I mean, because there's also like, I mean, you guys. Have well, he listens now that they're gone. They stop talking about abortions. Every week. <laughs> but no, it's the same thing where it's like every once in a while, if they'd be like, "Hey, a woman's right to choose is sacred." <laughs> it'll just be like, "Oh, Shoe listens to this, and and yeah, Scott yeah, Rodeo yeah. listens to this, and Cisco listens to this, and Genuine listens to it." And I'm like, "What's happening?" Like, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to everyone. Everyone from now, that's what I call music volume four. <laughs> Love this podcast. Me. Shout out to Shuhei Yoshida. <laughs> it's a silly thing. And it's a silly thing, too, with the, like, some of the things we've, I don't know, I'm loath to even bring it up because I don't want people to start it again. But, like, things we said years ago, like, people still bring up, yeah. like, when, yep. like, with Ryan yeah, Clement, yeah, yeah. we're just going to not even. Yeah. But, like, I, I, like, we made that up six years ago like how do you even remember this I shit mean, and it's a, actually like a real thing now I'm like yeah you gotta stop I mean that is the insane <laughs> thing is we take it for granted I mean we've all done hundreds if not thousands of podcasts uh, and the fact is you forget that you say a thing that is just completely passing and you never think of it again but it totally clicks with someone or it totally yeah. clicks well, with a hundred you forget before is, you're out of the room yeah. but like we had someone came up to us at PAX Prime it was like an apple a day keeps like some completely weird thing that apparently one of us said in a podcast yeah. like five years ago and yeah. kept walking and we were like what is that man did he I mean, put a curse on me <laughs> i know like with, with comedy button we'll get we'll get people who just started listening to the show and they're like i'm on episode 13 and i'm like oh fuck i apologize i was 24 like yeah. no it doesn't yeah. count that's yeah. bad yeah um it's weird though like i i love that um obviously we do our, our weird kind of bastard spinoff of the game spidey briefings the comedy button What's up? Um, but the whole thing that we do there is the, the alcoholicost, the boozocalypse, Pearl Harbor, nightmare fuel, drinking yeah, the, yeah. Worst, the worst of liquors, which was kind of inspired. Wine 11? Uh, wine 11. I forgot wine 11. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> but that was all inspired because you guys would get sent, like, nice stuff. Like, people would send you guys, like, like nice whiskeys. And then this fucking asshole's like, hey, what if you sent us the worst things you could send us paint thinner? What could go wrong? <laughs> so, like, it, yeah, in a, in a weird way, like, like. Beyond's original habits led to special types of liver damage. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. In the most roundabout it's, way. It's a special kind of show. I mean, to, to Goldfarb's point, too, like, people come up to me still and like, oh, remember when you – I don't go to shows very often, so I just see people every once in a while. But they're like, like you remember when you said – and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, like, I'm like, I, I record I, – I now with Colin and Greg live every day, that's like seven and a half hours a week. Game Over Greggy show, Gamescast, and P.S. I Love You. Yeah, dude, what, um, we're t- like, it's like 13 hours. hours yeah. It's like – 
I don't Baker's even know. Doesn't? I literally don't know what the fuck I said ten minutes ago. I don't say yeah. four thirteen. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. well, it's all recorded there for you in case you forget oh, or if <laughs> ever run for political office of any kind, you're <laughs> fucked. That's what, people, that's what people are like. Oh yeah, Colin, you should run for you know Congress one day. And I'm like, yeah, all those pictures from college. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> Not even knowing what the fuck was going on, and and seven hundred episodes of podcasts are going to be really easy yeah. for me to be vetted. Yeah, that's going to go so well. Do you remember uh, your first episode? Uh, so it's actually oh, oh, I love hearing stories about how Beyond was so weird and ragtag uh, when it first started out, because I always like well, I started out at GameSpy, and I I started looking up to shows like like Beyond being yeah. like oh they're that's the big leagues they got their shit together they're doing big things over there and like no they had nobody nobody really knew what they were doing podcasting was so young for everybody at the time uh, i don't remember specifically my first episode with these guys but i know that i I think yours might have been mine. Was it? It was. Uh, it's called How to Save the PlayStation Vita. Ironically, even then, we both had the same first. Episode? Yes. So it was. <laughs> it was. It. <laughs> we saved it. Uh, Great it was. Work, guys. It was uh, a bunch of people on. It was like five <laughs> different segments. So it was like, I think I started it and talked about like I did buy a Vita at launch, and then you had like Audrey and someone else talking about why they didn't care. What a surprise! Audrey didn't buy one. <laughs> uh, if I remember right, it was like a bunch of people. You might have been on that one, right? Um, yeah, I was, I always remember, uh, getting asked to be on the show by, by Greg and Colin, who are two people that I looked up to tremendously and also was like a little bit intimidated by when I first started. Um, Greg definitely more because you're l- large and intimidating, like, oh, Colin more for me and loud, sure. uh, kind of like me. And you know, we smell our own and Colin, I, I got along with almost instantly because I, I realized he was from the East coast and he was a curmudgeon Italian. <laughs> And he had, you know, just stories about the same kind of shit I grew up with about, like, how to make pasta sauce and how you don't put avocado on everything with, <laughs> with fucking mozzarella on it. And all this stuff. Like, we were, like, living in the same cities, basically, and being like, can you believe that place on the street is making meatball marinara with kale? Like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> shit like that, you know? So immediately I got connected with them. And I remember my earliest memories of dealing with Colin was that he was doing – was the Fallout 3 guide for I, what felt like two and a half years. Yeah, how many words did that end up being? 600,000 words. <laughs> you, it was 600,000 words. 600,000? Yeah. Most, as far as I know, I mean, at the time, I think it was the most read piece of content ever in IGN. It's, IGN. it's probably still, probably in, still our, it's probably still in our top no, it's 10 probably regular. like GTA 5 cheats. <laughs> you think so? Congrats, Jared. That's why they let me work on it for so long because it was literally like at the top every day. It's helping employ numerous people at the company. It took me about three months to write that guy. Yeah, it was. uh, I remember specifically like the pause menu music was just ingrained in my head forever Uh, because I would just look over and you would either be having a good time or you'd be. uh, No, I'll put it this way: you're either completely flat playing the game, being like whatever, or you'd be furious and you'd be getting up and ranting and raving and running around. You also had this poster uh, inside your cubicle for Deadly Towers. Which I lar- always have always regarded as the worst video game ever made. Yeah, Broderbund. Yeah, Shout just out. the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Broder and Bund both uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, so when I got fi- when I finally got invited on, uh, GameSpy I think had had gone away. Um, a whole bunch of people had either gotten laid off or left, and I had gotten moved over to IGN. And Greg and Colin invited me on, and I was like, "This is like fucking huge for me. Like, this is awesome. This is a huge honor that I get to be on this show." And then I guested periodically throughout the years until we did the Frank Furlano episode, which was one of the most probably special podcasts I've ever done, yeah. uh, where we got a call from the Children's Life Foundation in Canada, which is basically like Canadian Make-A-Wish. Yeah. And they were like, there's this, there's a kid there in, Can- in Toronto named Frank Furlano, and um, he, wants, he wants to meet you guys. And we're like, 
This what? is Wish? He, when, he, like, when they emailed me about that, I was like, yeah. What was about like, Wayne Gretzky uh, or something yeah. like that? Other Canadian heroes, <laughs> such as Wayne Gretzky. And Mitch. <laughs> and Mitch. And Celine Dion and Mitch Dyer. Is she yeah. Canadian? Oh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she is. Didn't Highly. she marry her manager when she was like 12 or some weird... Yeah, yeah she was young, yeah. I think, the, I think she's from but Quebec. Isn't she with like James Brolin now, I think? Yeah, Josh Brolin. No. What? No, not... <laughs> you see me Brolin? What? <laughs> 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 that was... So enjoying enjoy this podcast? So anyway, like, the, uh, subscribe, share. <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Beyond YouTube channel yet? <laughs> this will be a breakout. Where's who's right. Celine Dion? <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> I don't think you curse in the show, do you? It's fine. Oh, you're, you're fine. fine. Yeah, you're it's fine. fine. I, I feel like Paris gonna be fine with this. Good. Good. Celine Dion's allowed at least five fucks per concert. So. <laughs> but was that is that true that oh, that was yeah, that's Frank totally Frank was your. <laughs> You feel like the Frank Ferlano episode was like your first oh. episode? Like a, no, Because you've I think been it's, on so just, much. I've been on a lot, but it, that was one of the most special, one of the most important yeah, ones. Yeah, for sure, for sure. On um, that level. Just because it was just like, we, it felt like we were summoned by somebody. From yeah. Like, you know, somebody higher above the, the room who was like, I'm listening to everything going on in there, and I'm a huge fan, and I want these three guys to come meet me. And I don't think... That he knew that we were going to show up with podcast equipment. And no, video he didn't equipment. know we were coming. Remember, yeah. the, the lie we told was that we were going to. Sean Finnegan was in town because he was doing some profile for EA. Yeah, and so he was going to come by and film a conversation with us over the phone, which is almost like just like the just the saddest make. I love Sean Finnegan. Well, no, that been, no, 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 that, you could you could see it and, and hear it in Frank's voice or face if you're watching it. Where he yeah. comes in, he's like, "So what's happening?" And he's like, "We're going to call him." And he's like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he we loves don't hiking, and he's hiked all the way to Toronto to yeah, hang out Just to meet like, you. Well, I'm going to be honest. I put out a call for some better eye channels than that. You know, some... Anyway. And then we all walked in the room, yeah. and I've... the Just the sheer delight in his face yeah. and just surprise. I was, like, nervous going in there because I was just like, I don't know how this is going to play. And it ended up being one of my favorite episodes of the show. 100%. Um, and not only just because it was special what we were doing, but because he was a like, fucking awesome guest. Yeah. Like, he could hang. He could hold it down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he told us that... He made fun of you the whole time, I remember. The entire time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, him and I were teaming up against you guys because, you know, we were the outsiders in the scenario, so whatever. Uh, I forget no, there was so, something you had or hadn't done or something that he was giving you shit for. Oh, that's right. What was that? Uh, you can go back and watch. Yeah, Frank Ferlano made fun of me. sauce on your shirt? Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Well, yeah. His, mom was ma- his mom made us pasta sauce. Oh, my God. His no. Pa- no, no. His parents were out of fucking control. <laughs> Colin and I were in heaven. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> I know. Like, I was, too. Italian. Yeah. Like, they were just cooking all day. I'm I was like, I don't want to... Ferlano's know how to make pasta sauce. Dude, they were, like, the sweetest people. They were, like, so yeah. stunned that we came because the big piece is that you you had come from San Francisco, but right you weren't at PSX the first PSX, right? right. We were we came from, we were red Vegas, from Vegas to Toronto with no yeah. sleep. Yeah, yep. And we were like fucking dead. We made, yep. we asked them and they because uh, it was Children's uh, Wish Foundation, right? They or Miracle Wish Foundation. They had put us up in a hotel for four hours. We landed at the Toronto airport, went there, slept, got up, and went to Frank's house. Yeah. and it was such a roller coaster of emotions for me. Of course, I'm just an emotional ball of wreck all the time but uh like we had done beyond at psx and it was the first psx but we knew it was our final live beyond and so at the end we still didn't said anything so at the end i got all choked up trying to tell people no matter what no matter where i went how much they meant how much the show meant to me and then to go there and then be there for frank have him be elated his parents break down talking to us about stuff and then like like frank's by the way still great still talk to him all the time still dm him all the time i mean it's one of those amazing it's that dichotomy of because that was what December 2014, yeah, first PSX, yeah. Um, and so it's it's one of those things where you have the entire room full of people. You yep. get that one exactly. Off that. Yep. You get that one thing, but then 
right afterwards you have that one-on-one interaction. Which and that, like, in the end. Oh, this means something. Yeah, that was... It's easy to take for granted, but like but a reminder of that is... is I, you guys are in a different spot because I think the internet's in a different spot, but that was the biggest thing about Early Beyond, yeah. is that we went in there and I made a joke about Jeff Haynes and we fired it off and I forgot all about it. And then that people to this day will still make that joke to me mm-hmm. and it's like... When we were doing it and people were writing in to be the official whatever of Podcast Beyond, it was so weird because for us it was this thing we had to do and we're in here and Clements is putting it up and we're all screaming at Clements and making him super angry. Cause like that was always the one too where like one episode, Clements used to edit the old show cause none of us understood how to. And there was one episode where we, we were like, let's put in the silver and gold song, which I don't even, I don't remember where it's from. It's silver, but like the- there's like a there's a there's a, a some kind of like old cartoon or something that has like silver and gold. That as a fan was probably my favorite episode to listen to because you guys just kept doing it over and over because you knew every time you said it, he had to end it in. Yeah, and so Clements, of course, being like the the noob on the crew of like two months or whatever, like and his boss making the silver and this is Roper, his boss making the silver and gold joke over and over again. Clements had to go through and ev- listen to the podcast and every time we do it, clip it and put it in yeah. and clip it and put it in. It's almost like having to uh, jot down every time one of you. Sw- Yep. yep. Oh, Every I know time. that. One. I know that one. Well, well, that was like when we did. We uh, I don't know how it, the, we have a lot of things on our show where we're like we'll have a typo with our mouth basically, and it'll turn into a running joke, and then we'll run it into the ground and never touch it again. And you know, a lot of people were just like, "Why did you guys talk about ham for a whole episode?" And I'm like, "Look, man, I've been on this show." It gets dumb. It gets dumb as hell. Don't pretend like it's never been like this before. That, it's always been like that. That was my favorite part of like in this in this t- time period after us where like they are ruining the show. They did a whole show where they ate a ham and I'm like, Do you remember the drunk podcast? Do you yeah. remember the one we started and Colin's like, I just took a giant shit. Let me tell you all about it. I'm like, All right. Like Also the fact that I feel like the ham episode was in the same month as you guys spending thirty five minutes ordering food and getting a beer episode. I'm like, listen yeah, guys, you start you can't please everyone, man, with <laughs> yeah. that. Like, but yeah, it's, it's a, that was, I, I gotta be honest, like the transition when we left the show, it was hard to watch from the outside because I felt bad. Yeah. Like, like, but I didn't want to like feed it. I, I ignored, if you like look back at my Twitter account, I didn't say fucking shit. Yeah. Because like part of me really wanted to be like, why don't you guys just relax? Like, I mean, dude, it's I, like it's like the Tonight Show, like like or something like. There's a new person yeah. now. Like, I mean, just you were always relax. sort of that way. Like your stance was so much at IGN was like, hey, we are a platform. Yeah. If we remain silent on something, that means like it's not worth talking about. Right. So that's I, I totally got that from your point. Yeah, and I felt bad about it because I was just like, I don't know. I'm like, what? Well, give him a fucking well, chance, dude. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for starting another PlayStation podcast because yeah. it's sort of like. Have your cake, eat it too. That right? was the yeah. pro- that that was the one that was like an eye opening moment for me because we left and I knew okay cool and I saw like you guys having to argue or say something every so often I was like man that sucks that it's happening but I was same thing I'm like I'm not gonna get involved because no matter what no matter what any of us were saying in those first six months it was twisted and manipulated yep, yep, that yep. they said this on a podcast in chat or if you even tweeted like thanks for li- I don't like podcast man anymore but I like your show and you'd be like thanks so, like see they hate podcast I'm like yep, fuck yep. it I won't talk to anybody yep, I won't yep. talk to anybody who mentions it but it was the one where when we put up PS I love you you responded like. It was like a multi-part team. I'm so proud of you guys, and hopefully this you know makes everybody happy now. And I was like, oh, crap, that's still happening. That does suck. Because I always go back to beyond 300, right? And it's a tired story if you followed me for a while, of getting interviewed by a fan for his IGN blog beforehand. Yeah. And breaking down in tears talking about how much Beyond you? meant to me. I know. <laughs> and then him saying, though, like, where is there a podcast Beyond without Greg Miller? And I was like, I, in tears again, I'm like, I hope so. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Like, the show's never been... Me, I've just been, I was just lucky enough to be there for 381 yeah. weeks. The show so. is called Beyond. It means going past There you go. You know? Oh, that's Steve. That's good. Right, right? I should have had yeah. that answer. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm really, uh, the ham episode is, is weird. We were discussing that. We were saying, we were saying how it's like, 
is it our White Album? And that when it first came out, it like everyone's like, this is shit. We hate this. And it's sort of like divisive. But then like later on, people are like, don't apologize for the ham. We enjoyed yeah. the ham. Pear did come into a room and uh, pop his head and, and go, that nice beyond. Not crazy about the ham. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, Pear, well, that's duly noted. But the, but the important thing, I think the thing that dif- differentiates Beyond and PSI Love You and a lot of the other content we do, like, Beyond and, and um, PS I Love You, I mean, I look at the iTunes charts every once in a while. There's, like, nothing even PlayStation-related anywhere even remotely in, yeah. that, in, that, in that echelon. And I think, like, and, but there's a lot of other PlayStation podcasts that are not nearly as popular. And I, yeah. think, I think that it's because it's not like, let's sit here for three hours and fucking read the PlayStation blog, yeah. news stories, and stuff like that. We read the PlayStation blog. I was right going to say, up. we only do that for 20 minutes. But not, <laughs> all, the, but not all the news stories. So we do that mostly to make fun of it because yeah. no one knows how to write, apparently. Right. Uh, so, hey, uh, <laughs> no, that's not the joke. The joke is that, have you ever, you guys read the drop stuff oh, by yeah. the yeah. Who the fuck writes these things? <laughs> You oh, know, like, like the actual like, game description. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there are ones where I'm like, this is straight up Japanese put in Google Translate for sure. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Tower <laughs> is has eh, what? <laughs> so we've definitely gone off on that a bit. Yeah. So it's it's to me it's like what's cool about it is relatable about it is like we don't. I mean, I, I think you guys have the same spirit. I know, I know you guys. We don't try to talk about every game, right? Uh, we don't try to touch on every single piece of news. We, I mean, the Roper's report goes on for goddamn ever, but you know, but. We don't try to touch everything. We don't care about Overwatch. We're not going to talk about it. We're not yeah. going to pretend we care about Gran Turismo. We don't. Yeah. Um, just because it's an exclusive. We shit on Sony constantly, which is what make, makes me so mad and incredulous sometimes when people are like, these guys are fanboys. Like, Have you listened to one show in yeah. seven or eight years? You know, like, people at Sony probably hate me, yeah. you know, because of the, <laughs> all the things I say. So it's... So I think that that's that honesty, it's that candor, and I also think that it's like just the silly stories and the silly relatable yeah. things. They feel like they know us, and in a lot of ways they do because like we're talking about, you know, it is a silly thing. But like when I when we started that podcast Beyond, and I was like, I just took a, ma- I was like, I just took a massive block. shit. <laughs> you know, and like some people are like this is gross, but some people are just laughing, like they were yeah. just laughing. You could you picture them laughing in their cars, or, or someone like their wife listening, and be like, what is this? And you hear those stories all the time. I'd rather do that than you know, I respect NPR, I respect all these things, but that's not what we do, and yeah. and um. So I think that's why Beyond and, and PSI Love You are so are frankly so dominant. I mean, I think it's the – I mean, you guys now call your community best friends, and I think it's always been that thing of, like, you're talking like you're talking to your friends on the couch. I mean, you always used to say that it's like people knew you better by listening to that show than they might even by knowing you in real life because you just sat down for an hour and you were yourself, you know? And I think it's, like, that weird – I think part of the reason people latch on to the uh, weird things we say or inside jokes or little things that pop up is because they feel like the way that, like – we all latch on to weird inside jokes by being friendly with each other. I think it's like you connect with people on that weird right. level. Are we friendly with each other? I think that, yeah, I think that sticks with people more than being like, well, here are the top five games of the month. Like, no one remembers that, yeah. you know? I mean, like, we did the infamous Second Son spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. You, I think it was you... I think it was the three we of us. We would have been right? on it for sure. And... <laughs> We had a lot to say. I I made a joke during it about how that entire game is about getting rocks out of your grandmother's legs. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And people were like, shit, that's true. I like, there have been like a couple times a week where I'll check Twitter or Facebook and someone will be like, hey, I'm playing Infamous Second Son, aka that game where you get rocks out of your grandmother's legs. I'm like, I feel really bad. I really like that game, but like, that's what you boil it down to. You boil it down to that, but that sticks with people better than just like, I like it 10 out of 10. I am a living text to speech converter. (laughs) And that's why all this works. You find often, you bring authenticity and that brings yes. in an audience. I mean, that's been, you know, since, since you guys hand the baton over and, and, you know, we were sort of, the, the show has grown with us and we've kind of got our sea legs and got this rotating crew of weirdos, which, which I really love. The thing I've learned. Shout out to Alana and Zach Alana and a bunch Zach of other friends. And Jared, all the weirdos. Um, 
the, the main thing I've, I've taken away from it is like if we don't give a shit about something, just don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Like you said with like Gran Turismo, like dude, Gran Turismo is it, is it the single highest selling uh, Sony exclusive? It was the best selling PS3 exclusive. Okay. Even those, those weren't very good. Right? It sold over 10 million units. I remember I bought a spec. That was the third one, right? That's a, yeah, PS, uh, a PS2. Yeah, that was a PS2 game. I bought that, and I'm like, I'm going to like this game because everyone plays it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck a chassis is. Like, how do I make a car? It's pronounced like, chassis. <laughs> <laughs> and then you spend a day and a half rotating lug nuts yeah. or whatever. And you're like, no, no, oh. we get, like, the, but Chris the, Roper loves that shit. The, the, like, the moments that stick with me from the show are when you were talking about Bloodborne. Like yep. When you're going off on Bloodborne, like any the, our episode after E3 where it was like, we have everything to talk about because we all saw God of War in Detroit and Horizon, and we were fucking stoked and we want to talk about them. Well, it's, I think it's interesting that podcasts and gaming are so intertwined, and mm-hmm. it's like it's weird because you think like one of these things is sort of digital radio and the other one is the most advanced medium you could possibly be playing with, but there's also that social element to gaming where like, you know, you go to your friend's house and he's like, check this shit out, I got to the boss. Or like, you know, oh, you're, at the, you're on the playground. It's like, did you know you could beat Ganon with the, you know, bug catching that or whatever like just that weird that same kind of true, you stuff can. where you're like oh yeah you go through this gate you fight that guy and there's that's like, why it works right yeah, exactly. and like what Goldfarb's talking about where I used to say you know you know me better like I, I, I podcast like I'm talking to you out my, in my basement that's how I wrote my reviews and the reason it works and why podcasts have taken off right is the fact that I would have died for this kind of content when I was young because yeah. mm-hmm. in my group of friends like the only one Poe liked video games but he didn't even own a console he played at my house so it was me reading EGM and feeling like Shu was my friend and Crispin yep. were my friend and then getting here and having that option, but not understanding that's what we were building yeah. and doing at the Listen time. To like one up yours and like one up yeah. show, like back in the day, like that 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 shit was like. I don't think any of this would exist probably without those things. Yeah, where sure. Like it was, it was the same thing. Growing up in Wisconsin, the cops are coming. The they cops are, are yeah. coming. Because this podcast is on fire. <laughs> the fire department's rolling up to put it out. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where like the. It was for a kid growing up in the Midwest who had friends who played games but didn't think about games the same right. way I did. It was finally that like outlet to be like, oh shit, there are people out there who think about games the same way I do and want yeah. to talk about them yeah, the same I, way I do. I feel like games are bigger than ever right now, but they're also more segmented than ever. Like, and the fact that there's conventions for Minecraft just shows you that there's like, oh man, there's you can split this down into yep. numerous little boxes and, and and find the people you need to find in there. And with PlayStation, that's always kind of been a thing, too. Yeah. Um, but like Minecraft we were saying... Is a convention called MineCon? It is. It is, yeah. Uh, I know, right? That's not great. Right? Not a great... Yeah, not a great... Yeah. That's Definitely. the summer one is MineCamp. <laughs> uh, neither of those are good. <laughs> neither of those are good. <laughs> so, yeah, you can beat Ganon with the bug catching net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why it works, right? And I always yeah. talk about it like, you know, the reason I got popular and internet famous or whatever at IGN was the fact that I got to, for eight years, talk about one thing. Yeah. And so, like, I had that core with me that then expanded as it grew. And then I got opportunities like Up at Noon and stuff like all these other things where suddenly it was like, yeah. It was not nearly as successful. Well, if you read the comments, it's the greatest show ever. Everyone loves it. It's just no a good thing mad. they got that new writer. That really helped a lot. No, uh, no. the funny thing about Up and New while we're here is that everyone hated it while we were doing it. And then when Max and I started doing it, people were like, I missed the Greg Miller version. We were like, I was like, where were you when yep. we needed you? Drunker was like, I was suicidally depressed. Why weren't you nice to me back then? Yeah, that's like everything I've ever jumped on or walked away from. People are like, well, bring back that old show you used to do. I was like... Where were you? Yeah, that's what have good views. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what's fascinating about I feel like the transition from us to you guys, and and then Roper to me, right? Because like when Dunham came on and started the show, and then he transitioned away, and Roper took over. That was so fluid and so short; nobody knew what we were doing. And then it was a hundred and. 
15-ish, 110-ish episodes of where we were going fine and then Roper got laid off. And I had already been there for a while, so I mean, I stepped in to host. And so it was like, okay, you've been here since the beginning. This makes sense. It's still kind of the same show. I was talking about it that it didn't, it, it so like 115, we'll say, to 150. 150 is where it made sense. We had a logo. That was the Beyond logo that I still, you guys still use, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that was, that's where we solidified. This is the show. The show is me. It's Colin. It's Clements. We have a thing and we're doing it and yeah. it's great. And it's weird that Clements got let go literally the night after the P- or the day after the PS4 reveal. So it was almost like the PS4 era of us actually talking about the PS4 was all minus Ryan, which is a really weird window too and so like that and that, yeah we had the ever rotating third chair so there was never another anchor mm-hmm. so then we tried to bring you in at the very end marty you know what i mean of like okay we're going let's try to build you up as a person yeah it was by uh, that november i guess of 2014 where where you guys knew that you were leaving at the beginning of the year but that you're gonna stick around for a little bit uh to sort of uh, transition uh, over yeah, yeah, transition yeah, yeah. To the show um yeah and that was Thank also you. when they you know brought me in and we're like and i'd been on probably half a dozen episodes yeah. before that i think my first episode was actually it was like a one-off, but it was at New York Comic Con. It was me, you, and Veronica Belmont. The panel, yeah, yeah. In like 2013, yep. I want to say. That sounds um, right. Yeah, but it was it was eventually they were like, hey, so you know the guys are leaving in a couple months. Uh, you know we'll start easing this in, and then we knew that we had to replace you, and then that's when and you that, know it, the max conversation started. Right. The uh, the Comic Con thing was actually I remember watching. I don't know if it was the same one, but you guys did a panel at Comic Con. Which I think completely exemplifies what the show is, uh, in that you two were talking to each other, and you were having this intermittent kind of funny conversation, and then the camera panned around, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was an entire crowd of people watching you, yelling and cheering beyond. And I remember just being like, that's, that's what the show is. Yeah. This is a highly personal group of people that click with each other that are somehow miraculously resonating with this entire group of incredibly passionate miraculous it is yes <laughs> yeah. and that was so cool to see you know like it was so fucking awesome to be like this is what these guys are doing this is what these guys built like there's tangible proof that they can fill a room full of people and you know working on the internet you don't always realize that yeah. obviously we we always say this we go to conventions to kind of refill the battery about yep. why why we do this because otherwise sometimes you just you have a bad day. You read a lot of bad stuff, or bad bad stories, bad comments, or whatever, and you turn around and there's human beings sitting there I mean, hugging you. Wearing we had shirts. a we had a kid come yep. in the office last week. That was probably yep. the most enthusiastic fan we've ever met. He's what like nine yep. or something. Came in, uh, literally jumping up and down and like shouting okay. our names, and it was like the coolest. It's a nice product placement there. <laughs> I turned you're it. Blur that out like you're in a rap video. Like, like, <laughs> <I got> <laughs> um, brought yeah, to you by generic beer. Yes, I guess beer. Anyway, um, yeah, he came in and he was just like, he was super enthusiastic and he was just like totally stoked and his whole family was like, yeah, he listens to you guys all the time and we're like, we're really sorry. Like, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, I have no idea what you guys talk about, but I hear it, you know. Yeah. And he's, and like, he was stoked. Like, I've never, I literally don't think I've ever been that excited. And I, I made my day. Twice. <laughs> It was incredible. Whoa. That day? Humble, humble brag. No, a, lo- a long time ago, I was driving that point and got lost. But like when we started it, you didn't know that there were people out there connecting on that level. And I remember paying my way to my first packs because back in the like, – you have to understand that there was a time where IGN was like, we should probably cancel all podcasts. Like they aren't making us money and yep. this, is, this is taking up so much time. And there was an argument about it. And like I was one of the people of like – I, I I didn't know at the time what it, the relationship was, but I'm like they have to be coming here and reading the reviews. Like there has to be some kind of attachments because yeah. we didn't. This is in the days where there weren't even comments on articles. You posted an article and you went oh, to the boards the and you yeah. posted that hey I just yeah. put up an article and then they were there and they were all like we hate you yeah. <laughs> we yeah. hate, we like the forums and we hate you. I'm like oh god, I don't know. but like you'd go to packs and I'd come back and be like. 
Yep. You don't understand what's happening. You need to send everyone. We all need to go. Like, we can't do that. We can't make that happen. There's an intangible element to that. I think it's the it's the social side of the internet. You know, it's like we're all like we're kind of inundated with like, oh, it's social media. You're sharing. You're liking. You're commenting. But it's also not really social. But I feel like a bunch of people having a conversation and talking. There's something much more kind of natural about that. And then going to meet people who maybe you're connecting on a common interest, like games or a podcast, Mm -hmm. and you get that. And you know, you get kind of funny live, and you get all these people together, and they're like, I mean. People get into relationships because they go join a Facebook group for shit like this, and it yep. it's just blows my mind perpetually. Uh, and it's the opposite of asshole commenters just being like, "Oh, I don't like. That. Am I the only one who doesn't think this is funny?" No, there's probably lots of people who think it's funny. <laughs> Literally millions. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> the yeah. majority of Earth doesn't like this content. <laughs> people masturbating to like pregnant cartoon animals in diapers. Like, hey, let's no. not throw rocks. <laughs> no, let's not throw rocks from You're our glass not house. The only one. You're not the only one. Am I the only one who? No, you're not. There's a guy with two dicks posting on Reddit. You're not the only Does one. Does he actually have two of them? Yeah, he posted a picture. It's fascinating. He's also apparently got like eight significant others because they got to do this whole fucking wacky Katamari thing with their There's sex the stuff. joke. Wow. Anyway. Is this our other white album? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you if you hate something on the internet, go find something you like. And I think that's the, that's such a uh, such a big takeaway. But yeah. The fact that there are still people listening to this crap and, you know, it's, it's nice to sit here with you guys. Greg, you got a weird hover hand. I, don't like I was moving around to see if anybody else wanted. I'm going to move around while I talk now, too, because Zach will like that. But the microphone gets very hot in your hands when you hold it for too long. Yeah. That's what the Nelly song Hot and Hurt is about. I love that. I love that song. I, that song's really good. The right? Nelly follow-up record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting just about being, I guess, like an internet personality, especially like, I'm like way more reclusive and just kind of like I just rarely talk about video games on Twitter, and I don't know. I just am who I am. I guess. I posted a sweet Hillary Clinton meme today that I think people are going to really like. Congrats, man. <laughs> uh, I think it said something like "laws are only for poor people." We all uh, need our own white so, album. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but the one thing that's interesting too is that people do feel like they know you and stuff. And sometimes it, it sometimes it's very most of the time I think or a lot of times it's very endearing. Sometimes it's not. And like the the like the people that like study me and are like like I'm just on the podcast listening. Yeah. And I guess I have like resting bitch face a lot, which is fine. Uh, but I like you're, I'm, you're an Italian guy from the East yeah. Coast. Like that's what RBF and then they're is, like is they're like the Collins, <laughs> and then and then it's like you read the comments like Collins depressed, something's wrong with Collins, and then you're like and then there's like these next week that people are like re- garnering off those comments, yep, and yep. I'm like I'm literally just listening. listening. Yeah, <laughs> but well, the, the but, week after you're like, hey everyone, it's me, Colin. Uh, I'm actually depressed right now. And they're like, Colin's doing a lot better. You're like, are you paying attention to me? <laughs> yeah, I did. I ended up doing like pod shows about like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a pretty morose, uh, yep. sad dude. This is why I don't like going to shows. So I, I, I almost feel like I have to explain myself because, um, because people are so attached to these podcasts, which we appreciate so much that, um, that they almost feel like they, like they're, they're getting a peek behind the curtain. So you give them a peek behind the curtain every yeah. once in a while to let them know like, yeah, things are fine or things aren't fine. Um, and here's why or whatever. But when you live, like, especially I think Greg and I now, which we didn't do before, but like, we live our lives, really do live our lives on the internet One now. One quarter mile at a time. One <laughs> crawling out of my bed to the fucking studio <laughs> at a time. And, uh, and it's like, so people really do get this like extra glimpse in you. And to me, it's become like super overwhelming. Right. Um, and, uh. Do you get that thing where if you're sick and someone's like, oh, he's not here today because he's sick, everyone's, everyone's like, what is oh my doing? god! Are you okay? Like they jump on social media and they're like, "Hey, I just I heard you were ill," and you're like, "I had a cold." Like what? 
No, it's fine. I'm good. You didn't need to get my homework for me. I'll be them tomorrow. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I like the the concern and all that kind of stuff. Super appreciated. Like it's the, the, the insight. It is. It's sweet. It's exactly what it is. It's also but, creepy. But it's <laughs> but it's also like it's one of those things that started on podcast beyond and has hit hit its stride. I think in in many ways with kind of funny now is just because we're so fucking all over the place with this stuff. Is yeah. that um, yeah? Like people like I almost feel bad sometimes. I'm like I'm fine. Like, I'm just, I'm Colin. Yeah. I hate yeah. half the things that happen in my life every day. But it's, on the flip side, you have, you know, I think the thing is. There's a camera on me. Because yeah. you, 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 you do this with Greg. And Greg's the guy that, uh, he loves this. He loves that side of it. We, we started the running joke on Podcast Beyond of like, can't you just have dinner? Thank you for that, by the way. It's never gotten old. <laughs> I stopped making it. If they, if all I can do is throw something out there, if they it's still totally, you. It's a comeuppance yeah. for everything I've ever yeah. done to anyone else on a podcast. And to be fair, Colin totally keeps it going. All the time. But Greg will be like, oh, I'm going to the airport. The airport. Colin evolved. And Colin's like, are you goddamn kidding me? <laughs> Colin evolved it into the ego thing. And for a month, it didn't take off. And I was like, oh, good. It's failing. And then it totally took off. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like they're at RTX. I didn't go to Rooster Teeth Expo or whatever. And, and the, like Stone Chin or someone's like tweeting out videos of Greg at 6 in the morning and getting surrounded by people at the airport. Like, this is out of control. Yeah. Just like, say like, hello and move on with your life. It's fine. <laughs> It's I didn't fine. tell them to come to that gate. They I didn't just ask came. for this. <laughs> it's fine. They'll it's find you. They'll find you no matter what. Baggage claim. It's, yeah, it's, it's all out of luck. I was for a no, honestly, I'm amazed they're not here right now just because we, we put out enough clues of like, this is what we're doing. This is why. I'm, I love the people who saw it out of order, though, where they were like, because you're right. like, we're doing a podcast at Jackalope. And then the next one was like, can't wait to podcast or something like that. And they're like, is it good? Where is it? Can we come? And like, it's, a, it's a one tweet back. And like, <laughs> do a little bit of legwork here. One <laughs> tweet back is a million years on the internet. It's like when people <laughs> Google, Google, or not Google you, when they tweet you, like, how to Google something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. doing? We're just fucking Google. Yeah. I feel like the good news is that you need that, like, that. That dichotomy, yeah. You know, like the like without like if Greg and I were both the same, that would suck. Oh, 100%. you know. So like you know, well, for maybe it wouldn't suck so much for us, but for the audience, it would ter- totally It'll be, be I think boring. Boring, yeah. Absolutely. So like I think the we, yin we and the yin and the yang, I think is it works out pretty well with whatever we do or whatever. But a lot, the point was that a lot of that started on Podcast Beyond, and I that's why I'm so appreciative of the show and why Podcast Beyond is like really actually quite important to me. Um, just as important as the IGN brand, I think is actually mm-hmm. Podcast Beyond because I. I started freelancing for IGN in 2002. I freelanced for five years. I was an intern, and I got my job offer from – and I st- I've said it before, but I think I'm the only editor that ever got a job offer without the pu- job even going public at all. Um, wow. And I'm really proud of that. I worked, I worked, uh, I, I worked really, I worked really technically, hard. Yeah, I got a job at GameSpy, but I got an offer without it actually going on the – what would they put it on like Craigslist or something like that, or like some job they board? Put in the Resum- resume, <laughs> and I was really, and I was like super proud of that. I graduated Northeastern and I got the job offer, and, and so I was associated with IGN for a really long time. I was 18 years old. In fact, uh, I was I was actually when they first contacted me, uh, I was 17 and I was about to turn 18, and that was when I was able to sign the contracts. And so, so you were sleeping so, on people's couches and stuff, right? Yeah, when I was I was the first time I was an intern in 2003, I slept on Fran's couch. Uh, How was that? It was he was he was super nice like that that's why I have like a great affinity for him. He was like, he normal was, back then though. He was yeah. he used to drive a car he used to drive like a white Chrysler with a trunk knocked off of it. Have you guys Chrysler. ever seen? Have you ever Samus. seen? Samus. His, his, license, his license plate was, was Samus. S A M U S. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, and he hand. got he got his car got hit by like a bulldozer or something like that. Like seriously. And so they had like the trunk got so the, so the trunk got ripped off, but like the things that held the trunk up were like these spikes. So then they put like these monster hands on them, and he was driving this. You got dude. There are pictures oh, that's of this. Right. They pictures decked of this. out his car. <laughs> there are pictures. There are definitely pictures of this. 
Real quick, Chris Ostertag, all the way from Austin, Texas, reports in that the owner of Eddie Rickenbacker was named Henry Africa. His real name... <laughs> no, he wasn't. His real name was Norman, but everybody called him Henry Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's problematic. That's that bizarre. Is, for multiple reasons. Yeah. And then the second time I was an intern, that was when I was here for a whole summer. That was in 2004. Mm-hmm. I went to my first E3 that year, which was like the uh, Zelda E3 for Twilight Princess yep, and nice. Doom 3 and all that. And uh, uh, I think... I think they might have talked about Project Revolution or something. I don't really remember. But I was literally, like, taking video cassettes from from publishers and, like, making videos and putting them up. And I, don't know, I slept on Chris Carl's uh, – an air mattress in Chris Carl's uh, yeah. apartment for two months. And then I slept on Mar- – Mark Ryan lived in a studio apartment, and I slept on the floor with a quilt and a pillow. Going- and, uh, Which was like he was was he your boss at the time? No, he was Chris Carl was our boss and he was like a, like okay because he was whatever. running like guides and wikis that you ended up writing for right and I, I remember I, he like you guys he would he would come in and just like whoop everybody's ass in Street Fighter. Well, that's another incredible IGN story. It was IGN for Haiti, I think when uh, he challenged you. It was like two hundred matches of Marvel vs. Yeah, so to. yeah, when we we raised money for Haiti and uh, he was my boss at the time. And he's like an expert at Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And he promised me, and I think we went to pair, and like, and like, it was like this whole ridiculous thing. Like, if you beat me one time in 100 matches, I will resign. Right. They will promote you to my position, and then like, I will come back on. It was, it was just one character, even. Yeah, like, and I could like, and at the end, I was like choosing his team, like three, three serve bots, and like, <laughs> And like, him? and he was destroying. He just destroyed me. <laughs> we did it. It's all on camera. It must be on video on demand somewhere. No, yeah. that's the thing. So, is no, it's not because we did the twenty-four hour Dark Souls live stream. Literally twenty-four hours, and none of it's VOD. None of it's. Yeah. It, none of it's. Yeah, that was a great idea. We did not uh, carry uh, that through oh, to the finish line. I mean, there were some weird moments during that Haiti thing. So I'm glad a lot of that's hard to find. I, it was just like it, it was like what happens. It was kind of like watching the movie UHF where they do the telethon at the end, and you're like, oh, at the end you just brought two guys out to go like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Colin, uh, the intersection of your beyond career in your IGN career like I, I think it was 200 when you announced you were switching over to editorial mm. from guides and like there's stuff like it's cool watching kind of the the timelines align for people like where you find like I've listened to old random episodes beyond before where it's like just as someone got promoted or just as someone had like a major life event and it's like I think that's why people feel so connected to it because you get a glimpse into not just like okay they're talking about whatever the heavy rain got announced this week or whatever random thing they're also talking about okay like this is like kind of a, a window into that person's life in this moment. I mean, you yep. see that with you. Like, you went through, uh, between GameSpy and, and Comedy Button, like, people can see you getting out of a relationship and being a depressed alcoholic and then finding the love of your and life. And still being, yeah. a, and being a happier <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah. No, yeah, it's funny, like, where you could be like, if you listen to ep- episode 7, I get dumped, but if you listen to episode 130, I marry somebody completely different. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, this is kind of a cool way to track your life through... This undercurrent story of video games and pop culture and stupidity and everything else it brings us together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's what's cool about kind of funny is that you guys literally by necessity are starting about or talking about starting a new job in the same time you're starting your new shows. Like it's kind of a cool transition point in your lives, not just because it's okay, episode one of the games cast or whatever it is, but like it's episode one of this is our new life. Yeah, it, it's also like, hey, we're figuring our shit out, figure it out with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. things will fail, things will get better we'll make things through this but like stick around with us because hopefully you trust us yeah and i think that it was uh i think it was a difficult kind of you know i, I don't want to understand we I, I think we talked about it at some point again i don't know what the hell i talk about on any podcast but but uh it, that's the point i was making really was that like i was associated with ign from when i was 18 to when i was 30 in a full-time capacity that's all i did they paid mm-hmm. like i and even when i was at northeastern like studying something unrelated that's what i did in my spare time like i made a lot you know a lot of money as a as like a college kid freelancing and it was uh, so it was a great blessing, and I I was going to start grad school when I got my job offer. So like they they totally pulled me out of this like academic route that I was on, 
and leaving IGN was like really difficult. Um, and you know, it was sad. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story. Like when I, when we decided we were in, I was in New York early because I'm, that's where I'm from or whatever before Comic-Con that year. And we had, we, the three of us were on the phone or the four of us were on the phone and I, they were all together and I was, and we decided, we had decided to quit. And, um, but I wasn't even there or whatever. And I got like over those three or four days. Cause I have like, as people know, I have serious like stomach and colon issues or whatever. And like, I got like more violently sick than I've ever been in my entire life. I remember when yeah, you got sick show. cause you were, yeah. you were working comic con for us and you were like, I can't do this. Like yeah. I didn't realize those were connected. I thought you just ate a lot of dough. No, it was, <laughs> it was like, my, I was like so fucked up that like, like over the decision, like my, I knew it was the right decision for us and we were going to be fine. But like I, it was so it was like the end of an era. Like I really never thought I'd ever leave, yeah. and so I owe a great deal to IGN. And leaving Podcast Beyond was even harder, I think, because like we really like that was like the highlight of our week in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like we, you know, in the, in the in the doldrums of like the editorial pit when you have to like do things that you don't want to do, or just sure. you know, you're reviewing games you want to review, you're going to preview events which I fucking hate. You know, like it's it's it like that was our respite from like all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so the so IGN as a brand like meant and means a great deal to me. I'm always rooting for you guys from the sideline. And Podcast Beyond like meant a lot to me too. And that's why I was trying to make the comparison of like the the Jack Parr to Carson kind of thing or Steve Allen. It's yeah. like it's like and that's what I was asking people. I'm like, can you even tell me like yeah, you know you remember the Tonight Show with Leno, but like and you remember with Carson, there were people that were watching it with Steve Allen. Yeah. Like you don't even know who the fuck Steve Allen is. Yeah. So it doesn't mean the yeah, brand doesn't mean the brand the, dies. The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. I mean, they, so like the brand doesn't die. Sometimes the brand gets strengthened, and so that so for Podcast Beyond, I'm also rooting for it for the sideline. And that's like what I said before that I felt bad because I just feel like you guys got to chill because in a couple of years, and you already have these listeners, but you're gonna have a lot of them as the years go by. Like they don't even know who the hell we are. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, like it's not about us. It's it's important. Like that legacy is obviously incredible and important but it's also like you guys just as people i think like all of us probably have some way that you kind of enriched ign beyond and everything oh, else like, like oh, yeah. for me it's like i Colin campbell incredible guy like a really great writer but like he didn't give a shit about training a new hire so it's like you essentially like you and rich really trained me and like you i went with you to the playstation all-stars little big planet karting god war ascension event and that was like my first that was the first time they let me leave the office. Like that was the first like trip I went on. That was the first time you like... let yourself leave the office. A lot of that was your fault. <laughs> so I was just no, he was young. No, 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 that, no, that was, was when he was still really taking was. advice yeah. from yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, like that's it's that weird and like with both of you, like being on this show and just working with you every day. Like I do feel like like I watch myself on really old videos. Like there's yeah. an old conversation with us in the like first floor conference room when. Sony bought Gaikai. Yeah. Like, I look at myself now versus then. It's like, I am more confident. And I do sure. feel, like, better by virtue of having worked with you guys for the even muscles. a year and a half. Yeah, because he's so muscular. <laughs> Andrew's really muscular Andrew now. He's going to take his shirt off. Take his shirt not, off. Yeah. Not going to do that. Cool. Uh, Clements did it on a Beyond uh, 200 or 300. <laughs> Six of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We went a full but, hour without talking about your chest. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I, I think you guys, the, you... <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry that you were being like very sweet and genuine. And what about those baby belly rocks? Get those, but those I mean, old like stones out to, there. Belly rocks. to the point of what you're talking about, right? Like you figure for me at IGN, I was on Game Scoop episode 23 or whatever the hell it was, 22, like second week of IGN. Yeah. And so like there is for me in the audience and you know, so many of our fans, not you know, I always talk about like the kind of funny IGN Venn diagram is a circle, right? They're right there. It's like for our fans got to see someone finally living the dream so many of them had. Because I was that hire that got there with the wide eyes and like, this is all I've ever wanted. And I got to say that and then go on this journey. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking, you know, like whether it was my divorce, my cancer, going to find kind of funny, there's all these different things people were there for. 
I was going to say it's like uh, it's it's dumb when you say divorce and cancer, and I'm like, well, it's kind of like X Men, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is like you get you know you've got this original this old ass team like nobody when you th- when you say X Men everyone thinks Wolverine, you know, but the original team was like a bunch of like rich white kids and they're just fucking around in upstate of school or whatever. Yeah, but then like, like you get to the '70s and there's kids. like yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then you get to like the '70s and they're like let's get Storm and Wolverine Colossus in there, and then it gets to the '90s and they're like there's too many fucking mutants, let's split them off into two teams, and there's like. If you want to find out what they're both doing, you got to follow both of them. And oh shit, you have to read two comic books. Yeah. See, like this you know? lineup right like here. That actually, actually great. That's that a great analogy. This is, this, is, this is like X Men Annual. You know, yeah. like this is See, one of those holographic covered pieces. Of throw shit. all that out there. <laughs> this is like Extreme Ghostbusters when they brought back the real Ghostbusters for an episode or two, and they were all together. Well, as long as they That's don't make awesome. the Ghostbusters all girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who would ever be dumb enough to do that? <laughs> well, you guys want to? Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll yeah. come back. Uh, also, I just have to pee. So Beyond. 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 Hi, Dad. Beyond. And we are back. Uh, Wait, hold on. We, uh, we're, what are we holding now up Now we're back. All right, we're good. Okay, thanks, Max. That was, <laughs> that was wonderful. Uh, we all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've all urinated. We've clanked. Yeah. Clinking um, and drinking. We're going to go over some uh, questions. We sent out a call for questions. Is it... What? <laughs> what? What do you want? I like how Kyle's just like, just, just get on with it. Uh, yeah, we uh, sent out a call for questions. We have... Uh, Questions from Facebook, questions from email. Facebook, uh, was it Facebook.com slash group slash... Podcast Beyond. Podcast Beyond. That's the one. We took some questions from YouTube, which is YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Yeah. I thought you said Mewtwo. Mewtwo. I was like, what is that Mewtwo Mewtwo monster Mewtwo. I want to know about? Mewtwo. He's psychic. He should know the answers already. Yeah, yeah that is weird, right? Uh, Umar Bajwa asks, uh, so happy to have Greg Collin back on the show. My question is, uh, do the members of the current Beyond crew have citizenship to Vita Island? Oh, I bought the shirt today. Thank you. That's a really awesome slash store. Yeah. So yeah. What's, uh, if, if somehow someone doesn't know Avita Island, what's the deal with Avita Island? Uh, it's where all us Vita founders live right now, mm-hmm. where we don't want you anymore. Everybody's always like, the Vita's dead. We're like, sure, if you say that, go ahead. We're on Vita Island. Yeah. We are a republic unto ourselves. We are moving fine. We have our own industry here. Everything's great. I always say we based it very loosely on North Korea. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Mr. Miller. Uh, it, why is this an island and not like an offshore oil rig, much like Mother Base? I'll leave this, of course, to our Emperor Kyle Moriarty. Just is because that's the first word that we came up with. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vita Island is just a, Vita Island is just a place of pride, of great pride, where we where we exist with our Vita, we exist with our ridiculously small, expensive memory cards, mm-hmm. and we How enjoy. Is that it. I was, no, I was going to ask you because I <laughs> actually me, it's, to, it's pronounced proprietary. Oh, I was there. Proprietary. I was going to buy another one of those recently, and I realized that we are rapidly reaching a point in time where a Vita memory card might become more expensive than a Vita. <laughs> a oh, Vita memory card is more expensive than a 2DS. You could go and buy an entire machine. You could actually, I think you could buy, you could probably buy a 2DS in like three games for the cost of a 64 gigabyte. But here's Vita the thing card. about that is that there's an engagement then you ring have in to each one. Suck it, NBC. Yeah, suck That's it, NBC. When you're on two podcasts. But I forget. So Colin. are you, you liar. <laughs> Colin, I've noticed his entire cast is on another one. Sometimes <laughs> I'll start playing in a lock thinking it's beyond. And I'm like, wait, why is McCaffrey? Oh, fuck, this isn't the <laughs> right Marty show. Why is the Australian <laughs> one talking about <laughs> Why is What's Moon Knight an Avenger? What's the we set for, uh, what, what year? We had a date. December or something or other? I think it was... It's, it's like a Mike TV or whatever in fucking uh, <laughs> no, that was a, a, goose's, a goose's gloop where the, where like the dad bites the top of the microphone off. <laughs> that was the second. We found that movie like two hours before. I know. I was just talking about that movie two hours ago. Uh, 
I think the cutoff was something like twenty four, like early twenty fourteen or something right, like so that. So if you own a Vita before then, you are fine. You're on Vita Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, inherit, <laughs> I inherited uh, the Vita from uh, One Up. They sent us a bunch of them, and then IGN killed our website. And I was like, I'm gonna take this Vita. I'm taking this Wii U. Hey, I'm you killed yourself. But, but, yeah. <laughs> like, also, that 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 Vita is not your Vita. Anymore. So that Vita, uh, I spilled Roman kombucha on. Uh, you can't even say kombucha uh, right. Leaving this bar with a bartender. What were you playing? Uh, I, I was playing. Uh, Marty tries to. Nothing. I was playing. I was playing. You already nothing. said you left with the bartender. What are you doing with the Vita? <laughs> I want to know what you were playing right there. Oh, it's a, probably P4 Golden. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Oh, man. Ro- Ro- Roman Kombucha does sa- it sounds like a, a game that would be on the Vita. Yeah. Like some shit Roman that <laughs> Nis America totally. puts oh, yeah. out. It is on his. Uh, Everybody buy Taco Master. No, no one buy Taco Master. Uh, more questions. ABR Pearl Pro 7795. I think I literally just wait. summoned a demon by hold saying on, that. What's up? I want, I want to say the the first thing I did when I got my Vita, I was very excited about it. I got it at launch. It showed up at my old my old work. It was it was really great. Uh, the first thing I did was I opened it up and I took it out and I was very excited to have this new toy. But I put it down and I had a, I had an, a shitty N-Gage in my desk. And the first thing it was a shot an unboxing video where I put it in that like styrofoam sleeve with the N-Gage in there. And I was like, oh guys, really excited to have this Vita here. Uh this is a really great video. And I just opened it up and I'm like. What the, what the what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I just like I like dropped my phone or something, but it's I was and like I guarantee I was like, like someone on the internet was like, oh man, I can't believe they actually put an end gauge in one of those boxes. You know, no. one but of I was like, uh, I was like, Zach, can we put this up on the Detroit channel or Rev Three Games? And my old producer's name was Zach too, but and he was like, weird. no. And I was like, all right, fine. My uh, I, I mentioned that trip earlier, the God of War Ascension little bit point carding. Uh, we got our codes for uh, Killzone Mercenary during that trip, and I've never seen you go from so excited to so disappointed over the course of like. 12 hours because like we got them that night and we were like alright I'm going to stay in and see what I can do with this and then like the next morning we went to the airport and we were like oh my god this game is was it Resistance Burning Skies? Oh, no, it was Burning Skies <laughs> burning, yeah I was going to say because Killzone Mercenary yeah, was actually Mercenary good Mercenary was great you yeah, that was it, was, it was I'm sorry was that a 4? Res- I don't even remember I don't it was remember something, it was something bad it was, it was Burning Skies I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. Res- I don't review Resistance games that was one where you're a, f- a fucking fireman yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry Riley wait that game was, was a Resistance game where you were a fireman? yeah yeah, yeah. It was made in like two weeks. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the most successful but Game Jam games ever. It was made in the back of a car. Fucking atrocious. It was yeah. one of the worst. And they also made that Call of Duty game that sucked. Oh, that game was so bad. It was, they were out, it was so bad they changed their name. <laughs> they were like, all right, you know what? We're not that nihilistic anymore. Yeah. So we've, we've talked about this a lot and beyond, but I, I think that the reason the Vita is awesome is when it doesn't try to be a baby PS3 or baby PS4 yeah. and it does focus on not necessarily its hardware limitations, but I think it's it's like a tremendously awesome home to I mean, like cooler, smaller also indie like games. Tear away sound shapes. Like, sure. yeah. Those are the things I think of when I think of my Vita. Yeah, yeah less so like Assassin's Creed Liberation. Liberation. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had an identity crisis, right? We always yeah. talk about it. it's a device caught between PS3 and PS4, yeah. and the way that PS4 obviously it works for remote play. That was clearly something they built into it, but they couldn't say it back then. And then in the same way that. Sony changed so much from being a company from PS3 to PS4. Where PS4, they come out and like, we're all about games, not about gimmicks. We've learned our lessons. In Vita, I still always say, is still about gimmicks. If that thing didn't have the front touch, didn't have the back touch, it was just a game system. And there was that power and that price point brought down. Do you feel bad signing them because of the back touch? There's nowhere to sign on that fucking. No, thing. what I did uh, this year at RTX, it was the first one where I, every everyone I signed, I then handed over, and before they let go, I'd say, put clear nail polish on it. Because I'm so sick of people going and then a day later tweeting me photos of my signature all smudged in room. Well, they were doing all those rubbing puzzles and on Uncharted exactly, Golden Abyss. 
The rubbing puzzle. The rubbing puzzle. The light one was the worst. I remember playing Golden Abyss on a plane. I had to turn my light on and hold it up to it. I'm like, come on. And someone thought you had a bomb. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get through this. He did have a bomb. (laughs) The PlayStation Vita. (laughs) 17 years of mistakes in one device. Paul Grimkowski asks, if you had to reboot PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale for this console generation, which genre would you make it? So think about if... if You're a they, shooter. They tried to go back to PlayStation All-Stars, but it wasn't a Smash Bros. You're, you're a shooter. Like it would be like Overwatch, but like you'd have like Nathan Drake running around the same universe. Like A game where, where you're playing as Nathan Drake first person, but you can... You can shoot the Killzone man. Yeah. And then, the uh, and man. Parappa the Rappas is, <laughs> Killzone Carl. Firing off some fat, fat rhymes and stuff. Yeah, and, really, yeah. I really kind of want that. That's what you want? In Overwatch I mean, no, a little bit. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to play a hero shooter or a MOBA. Sure. Not, nobody wants to play a MOBA. No. I want like a Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party would be a good one in terms of like, let's make it make sense and not be nonsense. Yeah. And, and have a end. bunch of the minigames sort of crib a little bit from. God, it's, it's like crazy that none of us like make games professionally. I know, right? We're so good. I, I mean, I love kart racers. I still want more kart racers. I don't oh, know enough this generation. Yep. I keep saying, well, I want uncharted kart racing on yeah, right. I mean, that'd be great. If not, I just Uncarted. totally embrace like it. Uncharted is also that mobile game with the cards. No, Encarta was that weird encyclopedia. Oh yeah, and I had Encarta. Yeah. My Sony Bio. Yep. Shout out to uh, <laughs> my Sony Bio. I did. I had my. I, I always tell the trip. I never. I'll never forget. My mom bought a Sony Bio in 1996 for three thousand two hundred dollars. That's how much computers cost back. Wow. Like a high end computer cost back in the day. Well, so like Bio was like they were like the the Apple of PCs at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. They were. It was. I, I'll never forget. She like bought like we got we had the shitty computer. We bought this new computer. I was like, this is unbelievable. But my, uh, I didn't know we had to mortgage our house to buy it. <laughs> My uh, my mom bought a Sony Vio like three years ago, and I came home to uh, for Christmas to spend time with them. And she had taped a calendar to the front of it, and I was like, "I got news for you, your computer has a calendar on it." <laughs> she was like, "What? That's crazy. That's unbelievable." Uh, as far I think, so I think fighting genre is good for PS All Stars, but I, I like so when the leaks started happening for that game when it was still called Title Fight um, or codenamed Title Fight, which I still like. Um, uh, I think I, I like, like that title. title yeah, 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 me too. So. Um, the, it was it was zoomed in on on Sweet Tooth, and it looked like it was going to be a two D fighter um, akin to like Injustice or something. And I think that that probably would have worked out way better than them because if it they was just like a one v one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, because that's I remember when that happened, and I wrote all the stuff about it that I was like, this is clearly like it's clearly like this, but we didn't realize that it was just hyper zoomed in on the model. Yeah. And you guys did that. Oops, sorry, you did that awesome character select screen of like everyone you would want to see. You guys did that. Oh, yeah, we photoshopped that, right? One. Yeah, that's there was one that was like God, really, that. really good. That was like all the characters who like many of which ended up being in it, and there was one that was just like awful. It was just like thirty characters that would never be in a game like yep. that. That was one of my favorite Beyond bits when we were doing that, of like where we would pitch why this oh, per- yeah. in Timmy O'Toole, the sound shapes blob. <laughs> Ethan Mars was my favorite, where Ethan Mars' super would be that he, he, the screen just goes black when he gets his super and it comes to and everyone's dead and he's got the origami figure in his hand. <laughs> I like the idea of like the, the, the manic depressive square from Thomas was alone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think n- none of us would have predicted the that uh, weird onion fennel cat from Japan. What's his name again? <laughs> Toro. Ah, uh, yes, the onion fennel cat, <laughs> Japan's most beloved mascot. Uh, I actually do think it would be kind of funny for them to go, kind of funny, huh? It would be to go all Beyond. the way in the other direction, and uh, I would almost love to see them do, like, a Danganronpa-style, like, visual novel kind of game, where sure. it's like, you're in some weird mystery environment with all these characters, and, like, number one is figuring out why the hell they're there, and number two is, like, working together like using their abilities. Actually, like, like a... Yeah. Like a Sort of side-scrolling or top-down three-fourths Mario RPG 
book type game, but sure. with your your party is made up of different PlayStation characters, that could be really cool. That makes me unhappy. I don't know why. Well, no one wants to play your hero shooter, loser. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was third person, like Paragon? <laughs> Paragon. 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 No. Uh, Jeremy Millar asks if you could travel back in time to the point when you started slash joined Podcast Beyond and tell yourself something. What would it be? It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would tell myself, will it? I mean, Max's, I guess yours was only like That doesn't count for me. Yeah. My, I mean, I, my immediate first thought is like, the, leave early the day that Pepper says worms. I don't know. There was a day when, when my dog had worms and like we'd given him the worm medicine, which is the most terrifying thing. What it does is the worms are all like, what? Don't make that face at me, Zach. It's, I'm a weird dude. What do you fucking want? All right. So the dog, the dog has worms. We get him. He's a little puppy. And the worm medicine, it makes the worms, like, it, like, makes them go to sleep, so they relax their jaws, and then they just go in the poop and come out. Uh, it just looks like a, it looks like a goddamn Bloodborne boss. Dude, like, I'm sorry. If you get a time machine and you only go back in time a year, you're a fucking asshole. It's <laughs> like 18 like, months. You could, I could, you could kill Hitler. I could invest in Apple. Could or stop I could wars. Get like, these weird worms. It looked like somebody shit. melted a Snickers on top of some spaghetti. It was awful. What's that have to do with anything? I was like hungover and I had like an Uber outside and he's like honking and I'm like, Jen's like, can you get this? I'm dry heaving. And I'm like, Ugh! and I just like got to work and I was like, I, I don't, I, uh, fuck it, fuck. So yeah, that, I'm, I'm not a good candidate for time travel is what I'm getting out of here. <laughs> what? Greg, you got something. What do, what do you want to do back in 2007 in or whatever? In the context of beyond, <laughs> I would travel back and tell myself to invite more people on. Uh, something I, what, you know, Damon and I used to always joke about it in GameScoop where we would leave Thank GameScoop. You. And talk about how great that episode was. And wouldn't it be great if we got to do that full time? You know what I mean? Because for us, the podcast was such a – something that happened and when Beyond got on the roll. It was just like, oh, shit, time to go to Beyond. I know that I need to stop 30 minutes before and gather this. Colin's gathering that. We'd go in there, and then it would be like that last second. All right, do you want to be on? Do you want to be on? Who's free? Da, da, da. And it, I remember there was um, employee reviews or something at IGN, peer reviews. And one person wrote in and was like, you know, I've noticed that – None of these people get put on Beyond, myself included. And like that seems like you guys are ignoring us. Da da da. And it was uh, she said that. And I was like, oh, do you want to come on Beyond? And like, oh yeah. Like it wasn't that we were playing favors or anything. It was that like the real work, the hard. That it was work. our fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> the hard work, the things that you had to invest in and worry about were the reviews and up at noon and this that and the other. Beyond is just like you know Colin always talks about the first time we did Colin Greg live. It was going live on Monday and Sunday night. He's like, Dude, should we talk about the show? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. Like, we just have this cadence, this thing where we sit down and go. We don't talk about what we're about to do. We just know. Yeah. And I took that for granted of, like, it's just this is something I do. I never thought other people wanted to be a part of it. I never thought that other people looked up to the show and wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, that's something we've sort of come into of, like, we tend to do very little planning just because it's generally four people in that room who spend way too much time a week together. And so the conversation is fine. Like, no matter which four of us you put in there, it's fine because this is just – an hour of the 50 hours of conversations we have all week. Sure. Which I think is, I don't know, something strange and interesting. Yeah. Uh, is that when you guys started the, the rotating third chair thing? Yeah, that was one of the reasons. Yeah, when uh, uh, Clements left and then Goldfarb came on and then Goldfarb left. And it was like, we didn't, I didn't want it to be another one. I think for a while you pushed for it to be one-on-one. You wanted it to be one-on-one. Yeah, I thought I, I wanted it to be just Greg and I because I thought that would have been the stronger the stronger show. But that's, that's what we do with PS I Love You. But, yeah. but I... 
I don't know that that's necessarily true. That it was necessarily stronger. And, and what does that even mean anyway? Right. Sure. For us, it, for me, it was that I wanted to give that opportunity because I hadn't thought around. And that's when I, saw, I instituted like the Google Doc that color coded everybody's name. So at a glance, I could see like, oh shit, Megan hasn't been on it forever. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jared Petty hasn't been on 18 weeks. We should figure that out and fix it. But yeah, it was something. To no, do. I always love when you guys did that because you would you'd be like, do you want to be on tomorrow? And then you tweet it out, and all of a sudden be like, oh, this is like an, suddenly an event. It's right. A microcosmic event, but it's still a thing, and people are looking forward to it. And people are tweeting at me being like, oh, this, this episode's coming up. And, yeah, it was super cool to see that happen. Well, I just got so sick of people always asking for you to be on. Yeah, what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> You're not great. Thanks. Yeah, welcome. If, if I'm not great, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> If I'm a six, honestly, you're, you know, you're three, three, four. Damn. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's not wrong. Functional five. <laughs> Functional five. Uh, Noah Johnson asks, Colin Gregg, uh, you've had many wacky, zaman, uh, wacky slash zany moments on your own channel, uh, and it leaves me wondering, what were some of your craziest IGN moments? Oh, man. I mean, what immediately jumps to mind is the, the night we bonded. I was, I've told the story of like when Colin first came out to karaoke and Hillary was like, oh, I hate Colin. And I was like, why? He's like, he's a douchebag. And then we're referring to Hillary as in Hillary Rodham. Clinton. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the uh, woman who refuses to go to prison for breaking the law. Well, so, no, we went to Denny's. you guys would get along if you weren't making all these hot memes. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Denny's. It was totally a moment of like, Colin's, I told Colin, like, oh, Hillary hated you. And he's like, no, he deserved to hate me. I sucked. But there was a, then it, you jump to the next E3 we were all working at. And this is when... Like, we always talk about the, you know, the divide between video and editorial. This was the divide between sales and, every, and editorial and video. Right. Where our war room that year backed up to curtains, and on the other side was this ball-and-ass IGN party that we weren't invited to. And so when we were done writing at 2.33 in the morning, we broke through the wall and took the booze that Dunham had given all of us over there and drank. And there is a distinct memory. It's foggy. <laughs> Of Colin and I at a giant round table. Like, I'm talking like the Watchtower Justice League table, right? With, with the old IGN logo in it. You know what I mean? The slanted thing, the D-pad with the swoosh around yep, it. Yep, And we are sitting there, and at this point, we've taken our shirts off. And this is before this was a thing with me. We've taken our shirts off, both of us, and we have dumped out the centerpiece and poured bourbon into it. And we are passing this giant bowl around drinking bourbon. And it's just down to him and I at this point. And we, he started talking about how much he loved IGN. I'm like, I love IGN. And we started pounding on the logo on this table. Of like, when I'm EIC of PlayStation, you're EIC of Gods, we're going to get this tattooed. And, like, da, da, da. and it was like, shit. <laughs> Thank that- God we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized that we were cut from the exact same cloth. You could always put like, a little smirk on it. It would be fine. No, it would be fine. No, I, I, I wouldn't regret that if I had No, that. that's what I was talking about. I, I, for a long time, thought about getting this D-pad on this wrist, and then I would have gotten the deep, my, the kind of funny logo on this one. Yeah. But yeah, like that was the moment where I realized the Colin and I, there's a, I, I always go back to it, there's a blog post we put, I put up on my blog at IGN that was like 20 questions or some shit like that. And I think it starts with or ends with like, we need to hang out more. Never knowing our lives would be yeah, intrinsically now tied. Like, we, we should probably hang out a little exactly, bit Exactly. You know, like, now we are like the... Not knowing we want to kill each other. 85-year-old married couple. Uh, with my rollers in the hair. Yeah, I think that, you know, yeah, I, I remember that moment. That was a good moment. That was 2008. That's when we s- still had a crazy fucking war room in like the middle of the hotel and, right. and like cater. It was like super catered and super awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot, like, a lot of our crazy moments like happened. Like Greg and I traveled a lot together. And so I think that a lot of those, a lot of just really random shit happens when you're just on the road with a person. and, and um, Like New York Comic Con. Which one? Where we came back and we had had a few. Oh, right. So I, uh, the only, um, yeah, so uh, 
I was like getting you guys undressed. Up? Yeah, we. That's where this is going. Yeah, we fucked. I'm gonna we come totally through the tension in the room with it. No, just funny. Yeah. So you know how like those, you know how like on, on in some hotels, like on on a floor of a hotel or on multiple floors of a hotel, they have like the little computer nook where like you can go and like free sure. boarding pass, boarding yeah. pass, or go online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was like two or three in the morning, and uh, I I was like already getting undressed, and I was like in my like I don't know underwear shorts. You were, in, like, you were in your jeans and your short shorts, but your pants were off and your shoes and socks were off. Yeah, no, what, oh, you, shit, you, you sleep like, like a farmer. No, he was he was stripping down. He was stripping down. I realized that, I realized halfway through getting undressed that I had like oh like what's got to print our boarding passes out. So I just went to the hallway. And I'm like yeah. no, we can't go. And he's like who's gonna be in the hallway? Who's gonna be the boarding pass station at 3 a.m. <laughs> so I just walk around and I walk into this little nook and there's like a Greek couple that like doesn't speak English or whatever like. Looking at me, and I just like crouched down next to them. He and, doesn't like, even use the chair because they're using the other chair, so he's just crouched. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's there's a picture of it that's like one of the only people because I have Moriarty tattooed in in, in letters on yeah. my back, yeah, which is like a tattoo I got when I was eighteen. I don't necessarily regret it, but I'm like I don't know why I did that. Sometimes you so, forget your last name, and you yeah. <laughs> so I have this like huge, it's just this Moriarty on my back, and. uh and so I think that's the only picture, like the really, like real picture of it, because there's a and picture of it. But there's like the one candid photo I took where he's working, and then there's the other one where he turns around, he's got this like drunk grin. Yeah, like, just so happy. You probably look like you were printing Lollapalooza tickets. Printing <laughs> <laughs> my, it's printing my 311, like, my corn tickets. So uh, yeah, so I don't know. A lot of a lot of fun stuff. Happened. I mean, there's a lot of funny moments. I think just a lot of moments on the podcast, a lot of like memorable, uh, memorable moments as well. But I think a lot of it's in the minutiae when you work there as long as we did. Like sure. It kind of just all blurs together. Yeah. You know? I mean, you take for granted that you spend 10 hours a day with literally some of your favorite people in the world. Yeah. And, like, very few jobs you're able to do that. Yep. Yeah. No, it's definitely I, – I see, I lose the – I, like, sometimes lose the forest for the trees and, like, lose context. When I get, like – and I do. Like, when I get upset or I get, like, angry or whatever where I'm, like, you know, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't – like, what am I doing? You yeah. know, like, for whatever reason it is, like, whatever I'm even talking about. And then I remember, like, like Colin, like, you were dragged out of, like, grad school to, like – Play video games. Like, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, there are people that, like, and you, like, really, lo- like, I really do lose, like, sight of that sometimes. Sure. Right. And then, like, you don't, you know? And then, um, and then, like, someone texts you and, or texts you, tweets you and is like, you know, I really enjoyed your podcast. I work at, you know, this shitty fucking job I hate. And, like, you and I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm there for you and that gives yep. me the context I need. And, and unfortunately, because I'm mentally weak in that way, I like need that reminder. A yep. lot. I just get that reminder a lot. So that's what um, it's not yeah. comes back to. We, we like why this works, why the relationship works, and why it matters and what we do matters is the fact that, yeah, you, we are lucky enough, you know, and when we, uh, even now, but I mean, when we were at IGN, mm-hmm. of like when somebody got hired at IGN, I was talking about like, I was talking about we were cats and you're bringing the new cat and y'all hissed at the new cat for a day. I remember when yeah. Nick Cohen came in, I'm like, I, this kid annoys the shit out of me. I hate Nick Cohen. And then there was like a day where I was like, I love Nick Cohen. Yeah. Nick Cohen's he was yeah. one of the cats. You know what I mean? Like you're accepted and you know you share the same interests. Whereas yeah. like with the people, I was talking about it like people are like, oh, you don't know my story. Somebody said this to me at RTX. He's like it's so it's so weird to meet you for the first time. You mean so much to me that I, you are a best friend to me, but you don't know me. And I'm like, but I do. Like I know that you listen to us while you walk your dog or while you do Excel sheets at some job you hate or while you drive to the next business you know what i mean like yeah there's like strata that everybody falls into and you understand that not everybody gets to hang out with right yeah. 32 of their best friends who yeah. do the exact same thing they do no i mean you guys are right that it's incredibly easy to lose track of that there there have been many times in interest of honesty over like the last seven years where i'm like i don't know if i can do this anymore i don't know if i want to do this anymore i mean i always know i can yeah. but there are times when you're like i'm tired i feel like i'm burning out i feel like it's not like who am I really reaching? Like, am I just doing this for myself? Am I doing it for the audience? And the, the honesty is that there is a, it's a combination of all of those things coming together in synchronicity that makes it feel like you're reaching people. And if, I think, 
I actually like I look back at the way people did it in the magazine era, and I'm kind of like I used to when I first started the job. I was like, man, those guys had it made because they would go to E3 and they didn't have to write anything yep. for like a month and yeah. a half. Yep, yep, yep. Like E3, it was uh, last year, and we had a really good time. It'd be like their September issue. You'd yeah. be like, yeah. get it together, EGM. <laughs> but nowadays, I mean, like back then, I guess they had to get a letter in the mail or the yeah. envelope art that had like exactly. a weird drawing of Mario doing something horrible to Peach, and you're like, why am I reading this? Nowadays, what like what magazine were you? Reading. What magazines did I send envelope art to? Yeah. Nintendo That's the Power. question you should be asking. Uh, yeah, of Nintendo Power all the time. I but send the worst of You them. do get that instant sort of gratification of right. being like, this is somebody that heard something I said today and it resonated with them. Or they didn't like it. And yeah, now, like we, we talked a lot before about haters and stuff like that. Sometimes the haters are right. Like, Greg, you always say people throw rocks at, at things uh, that shine. Stole from Taylor Swift. People also throw rocks <laughs> at things that suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think overall the rock-throwing mechanism is not a very smart system. No, but I mean, it's what we always talk about with there's the uh, vocal minority. That, yeah. Or I'm sorry, that's we fucked it up. I'm drunk. I'm yeah. already drunk. It's fine. But the vocal minority, I got it right. And then the silent majority, yes. right? And the silent majority reads your, your article, consumes your video, and bounces and goes about their life. And then there is, are these vocal people that pop up to want to be jerks about it. Yeah. And that's why when we started kind of funny, right, it was able to finally take it and be like, all right, cool. We're not accepting assholes. We only want cool people. And to see them embrace that and start this, they do this thing on their own now called hashtag PS We Love You. And it's that's not incredible. A, it's not an advertisement for the website. It's just that yeah. every every week they're like, all right, today we're going to thank this person, this developer, and this journalist and yeah. go out and do something. Yeah, and this is where the context I think is important. Like if you just read a thread about you on NeoGAF or you just like read a comment that was upvoted ten times on YouTube about how you suck, like yep. you would think that 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 was everything, but it's it's really it's really not. Like I I think I think recently like. Some guy I remember wrote on NeoGAF, like, he hated me for some reason. He's like, if I see him at E3, I'm going to go up to him and tell him, like, what's up or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking bet you will. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, so it's like you have to, like, lose – You like, that's the thing I, I try to remember is, like, the interpersonal – and I probably won't. I'll probably be fucking assassinated now. But the interpersonal <laughs> the interpersonal Please relationships – well, I, I don't have a deep bench. The interpersonal relation or the interpersonal interactions I've had with people over the years, over the decade or whatever, has been really, like – some there's been a few weird ones, but nothing bad. Yeah, like everyone's not, for the most part very nice, very gracious. They like what you do, and you have to like keep in mind like. And then you look at YouTube and you look at that upvoted comment on a PSI I love you that like, listened to a hundred thousand times on YouTube, and someone's like Colin fucking sucks. I was only talking about upvoted twenty five times. Then you look at the like the the views. Then you look at the like to dislike ratio, and there's twenty five dislikes in the entire yeah. video. <clears throat> then you look at like the hundreds of thousands of people that downloaded the podcast. Then you look at your, like the, how well the patrons are doing, all these kinds of things. Yeah. And, 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 and this is what you yeah. need. This is what you need for context. This is like where I, and this is like I still I'm a veteran at this and like i still lose and i kind of lose sight of that too where i'm like i always looked around i'm like oh these guys like have done this more than me and all this stuff. i'm like no no like and i'm not talking about people here i'm talking about like just random people i'm like oh this right. guy works here this, i'm like actually no like i'm like almost as og as it gets yeah. in this yeah. industry yeah. now yeah for and sure. and to me it's like but i still lose sight of that and i don't let it always roll off my my back like water on a you know on a, on a duck or whatever like yeah, I, I i i i like is that a thing yeah yeah, water water off water? The yeah, back, they, yeah. ducks hate water the, their feather, their feathers like <laughs> let the water, water Vote with your wallet, speak with your rocks, and uh, waters go. Water goes under the bridge, and so do ducks. Yep. And the water sometimes gets on top Indeed. of the ducks, Max and then the, right yeah, now. burn Indeed. that bridge down, motherfucker. You understand? No, I so, get it. So anyway, what, what I'm saying is like I, I try to like keep like like um, people often say like it, it's hard to do it actually uh, sometimes, but to resist on Twitter like positive, 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 negative, and I, I see all these positive tweets, and I'm like. I'm gonna fucking go at you. Yep. 
And, and then and you and, and I make, that one, right? Yeah, and I make yeah. an example of them. And then I look back, and someone in there, invariably always tweets like, "But we like you don't even you didn't even acknowledge my." T-. And I'm like, "You're fucking yeah. right. You're right." That, yeah. it's, I'm like, "It's incredible how often I need these same tired reminders because I'm just not that sharp." Yeah, I remember you know? Greg, when you had that, like you uh, called some dude out, and someone replied, and they were like, "Well, why do you?" Why do you give attention to the bad, to the people being mean and not to the hundreds of people being nice? And I remember that kind of changing my outlook on it because, like, yeah, that's really smart. Like, because ultimately, like, people lash out for attention. Like, really, they want that. They want you to call them out. They want you to, to burn Notice them that. or reply or whatever. I was, like, is, joking yeah. about this the other day, but, like, Cops don't exist to like pull people over and tell them doing a great job driving safely. <laughs> like they don't. You know how fast you were going? The speed limit. Perfect. Great job. <laughs> Let me give you a Carry smiley on. face sticker and I'll see you later. Yeah. Like they don't do that. They're like, uh, sir, you're high on PCP. Just bought that fence, butt naked. Like I'm gonna have to shoot you right now. Like, like there's no like, I don't know. Like I guess I guess firemen will go and do like. You know, they'll do, like, cookouts, which is sort of like the benevolent use of fire, but they're, like, trying to, they're trying to buy a new ambulance. Like, no, but, I like, mean, yeah. That was – when it happened to me the first time where somebody said that to what Goldfarb was saying, like, it did change me to where I – you know, I try, I try to be positive and I try to respond and I try to mute. And, but there's always that one person that I do retweet and put – quote, tweet something funny to. But it's like – Yeah. That's the whole thing is like where – I try to change it. Is like I want to be positive, and I want the majority to be positive. And I know I, it's hard to do because so many people don't and don't think that way. But like the other day, like I tweeted something about like I don't even remember. Like I was having a bad day, and Taylor Swift came on the radio, and I liked it, and I tweeted oh. that out. And somebody's like, "Oh, I guess even verified people will try to tweet to get retweeted." And I called, and I, I didn't quote tweet him or anything. Tweeted back at this person. I was just like. Hey, no. And I linked him to a video we had done. Uh, I think it was a Greg way. I think it's ancient. But, like, where, like, my New Year's resolution was to try to be more thankful to people on the mm-hmm. Internet. Like, there's nothing wrong about that. I'm not fishing for a retweet because the one thing I always say is you lose sight of it because even when people talk to us and they're like, well, why would you tweet out the bad stuff, right, or respond to the bad stuff, that goes all the way up to a Taylor Swift where when all they see is negative stuff, they get downbeaten by that. Yeah, yeah your but Jenna you, Fisher thing was actually a, a big weird awakening for me because it's like a, what, a weird the uh, he was watching uh, what, what movie the ice skating movie no I was watching The Office just oh it was the, the opposite The Office oh gotcha he's watching The Office and he tweeted something about uh, it, I don't know you tell the story so if I'm, if I'm thinking about the same Thank one you. <laughs> if I'm thinking of the same one it's when I had a turning point where I started to tweet something negative about The Office right and Christine saw me getting ready to tweet it yeah. and was like yeah that's you're right and then I started deleting it and she's like why are you deleting I'm like they're just like us they make content and they put it out, and it didn't work for me. Yeah. And I, if I tweet out right now, I think it was like, at NBC needs to take at the office out back and shoot it. Like, I'm no better than the people who are mean to yeah. us. And just because they're making however much well, money they're making. It's also like, show. like saying, inferring that you're, yeah. you're, you're, that any of us would be fair weather for something bigger than us just to like get the likes or clicks or followers sure. or something like that um, undermines the amount of time that we are ride or die for complete failures or <laughs> things that bomb or what like Vita? or things Nashville. that like no one really knows about <laughs> yeah, Nashville the we're Vita uh, like Patapon was something you guys yelled about for years which sure. if, if you yelled out on the street people would be like what's wrong with that man <laughs> you know there's, there's a lot of stuff you think about like some, somebody like Dave Finoy who you shouted out at the end of every up at noon forever and then did all the intros for Kind of Funny Live 1 and yeah. 2 who's been friends of our shows for for years now. Like he wasn't really a household name, but you just kept repeating it until people were just kind of like, "What's up with this guy?" Oh, I'm gonna go to his website and buy his shirts and, and his like, hugs. Oh, it turns out he's yeah. incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, and he's an awesome dude. So shout out to Dave Fenoy. Yeah, paying it forward is a big part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's 
what's fascinating and interesting about it and what the little the weird world we live in and then how it crosses over like you guys mentioned cisco and the fact that like that's the weirdest goddamn thing that's the weirdest for kind of funny live too when we were planning it tim's like we're gonna do a lip sync battle at the end i'm like that's kind of dumb And he's like but i want uh, the whole reason is to bring cisco out and i was like oh okay that'll be fine but i was way more excited about jack trenton doing intro videos and da 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 because to me cisco is my friend who texts me about video games Mm -hmm. and we talk about things (laughs) sorry but then like when i got home that night and i poured a beer and i looked at all the reaction all the reaction was like what the fuck is cisco doing i'm like oh right people don't think that cisco is like our friend he right. sang the, the Pokemon theme song. Like we were like, this is surreal. And we were in this bar. We came here, and I was like, they were like, how? Oh, how was the event you went to? I'm like, Cisco just sang the Pokemon theme song. I don't know what happened. Like I don't. It's it's yeah inexplicable. Um, I had a, a couple things I wanted to say. One, uh, in regards to the whole negativity thing on the internet, like there's that old expression, like you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Not actually true. If you put some dish soap in vinegar, like it'll get rid of a fruit fly problem. Like it's actually like that's a, a complete <laughs> fucking. No, seriously, you keep doing this sarcastic yeah, thumbs up, Zach. Fuck off. <laughs> Zach, yeah. you do you. Zach, you do you. But no, like you can it, also do it with red wine, which you can drink and get drunk off of, but which is a good thing to have. Yeah, right? wait, aren't, aren't the bugs going to? I mean, be if you're going to waste the red wine, a little bit of red, wine left just, in your you glass. Can, you can use lots of things, but the point is that the flies will be attracted to all sorts of shit. Uh, in the same way that, like you know, if there's a horrible traffic jam, it's probably because somebody crashed their car and everyone's slowing down to be like. Is there fucking blood? Is there blood there? I want to look at it. You know, like nobody's ever like, oh, the sunset looks lovely. Let's slow down and look at it more closely. Like it's always people are driven and attracted to negative stuff and it it sucks. But I love that you guys are like championing like positive appreciate things. Enjoy things. Give an arbitrary shout out. It's good. good Um, Second to that, I want to add that, uh, you know, I the whole thing with the office too. like, yeah, like I catch myself being like, maybe I should just talk about stuff I like on the Internet as opposed to being like, fuck this thing. But uh, the one exception is Jeremy Renner, who can <laughs> just eat my entire ass. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he's just, he's just a dad. He's like a he's like a 21st century Kevin Costner. Oh, okay, fair enough. He's like he, I'm sure he's great in baseball movies, but he's never been in them because <laughs> they don't make them anymore. Uh, just, isn't it you catch more bees with honey than vinegar? No, is that no, it's flies. flies? Bees make honey. Why would they be caught by it? It's uh, a fair point. <laughs> they're going home. When the bees are going to the honey, they're going home. Take off your Wait, shirt, you beautiful idiot. What an ironic way to die. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> that was the only thing that could have taken me more aback than your, I'm going to die on the Jeremy Renner hill. But I just want to be clear to what Max said, too. Like, we try, but I mean, I can't be rare, but I fail all the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, like all the time. Yep. All the time. I'm better. Sure. But I am not where I need to be. Where do you no. stand on Jeremy Renner? I don't know. I have no. I have to think about it. I don't want right. to just render a verdict. Like just like, render, a verdict. render a verdict. <laughs> I guess we ran this joke into the ground. Yep. Uh, Adrian Weekly asks. Uh, I'm going to get straight to the point. What's the best PlayStation console? Can we say I, just two or say four? A number. It's like Star Trek movies. Yeah. So I think we need some qualifiers on this because, like, if you. We're getting to the point where the PS4 is getting it's it's got almost it's got almost half of the best PS3 games remastered in HD. It's yeah. got no, it's true. It's, and it's got a bunch of downloadable games. It's got a bunch of old, old PSN games and stuff like that. Um, does that count? Because if you're forward thinking, the PS4 technically know, say, uh, it has Journey, it has The Last of Us, native, native games. So okay, native exclusively to that console. Okay, well, yeah. fine. The PS4 is awesome. Uh, you can play a lot of games online. You take that back to 1997. What do you do with it, you know? Like, the fact that, like, there are 
you know, everything scales. Everything's different. Like, each, each system has had, like, a different focus. So, so based on the time period as well? Like, yeah. how great is it for its time? I mean, I think, I think PS2. Correct, no, the correct answer is PlayStation 2. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, we talk about this all the time. I think PS2 is the worst of the four. And the... the what? Like, yeah, like, when you... When you, and I know it's not a popular thing, and it's certainly not popular numerically. 150 million PS2s sold is no joke, although right. a lot yeah. of them are sold. And at DVD players, a lot of them sort of were yeah. emerging markets long after the PS2 was dead. But and there was the discrete eras where people had to buy over four or five. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the PS2 was a really a, a, a workhorse of how electronics worked for a really yep. long periods of time. Um, but I think the the PS1 is a super special console uh, for a lot of like, for a lot of things I grew up playing, like JRPGs and well, stuff. Like I love that. that it's also it's shaped like a giant middle finger to Nintendo. Yeah, yes, <laughs> you push it that is. button is. <laughs> it's very slowly, <laughs> uh, and I think PS. I actually think PS3 is like an extraordinary console. Yeah. Like, I, I, it would be between PS3 and PS1 for me as the as the best con- as the best PlayStation console. And I, I think four has the potential. I think two. When I think back at two, there's a problem is because PlayStation. The PlayStation Two era was the first era where I had everything at once. So like, because I had the money to do that, right? Yeah. So like, in the PS1 era, I had my PS1, and then later I had my N64. Um, well, I had them really kind of both, I guess, at the same time, but. Uh, I didn't have a Saturn, and I had a Dreamcast later yeah. on. But when a PS2 came out, I had a PS2 the day came out. Got an Xbox in 2003, but I got a GameCube the day came out. Yeah. And I think my 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 view was like totally scattered at that point. So I didn't play everything the best the, the best that PS2 right. had to offer. But when I look back at PS2, I'm like, I don't see what what what's amazing about this catalog that the PS1 or the PS3 doesn't show. So, so you also don't like Shadow the Colossus. It's right? interesting. Uh, I think it's significantly overrated. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, I. I, I know I, that I, word sucks, but it's true. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. I'm, I'm, in, in a lot of ways, I mean, it is one of the like first-ish open-world games of its of its type that uh, is completely empty. Like it's it's a sandbox with no sand. But it's, I think it's interesting that you bring up a box the PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, and that you isolate the PS1 and the PS3 because I feel like. Uh, or specifically as your favorites, because I feel like those were the eras where Sony had to work the hardest mm-hmm. to either win people over or win people back. Um, and the PS2 and the PS4, they're kind of just like, hey, we knocked this out the park. Uh, everything's going well for us. Third parties are, are just crushing it for us right now. But they had to fight a lot for third-party support, specifically on the PS3, um, which I think a lot of multi-platform games were having at the time, but Microsoft was kind of the, the ones to beat. Well, I, I think what people lose sight of is that because 360 came out a year earlier um, in 2005 than PS3, that a lot of early what you would look at as third-party games were not on PS3 at all. Like right. Bi- people, Bioshock was not on PS3 until like, over a year after it came out on, on 360. Um, the then third you look party, at, like Skyrim part, and stuff like that. Yeah, Skyrim just didn't run on yep. PS3. Um, you know, so there was yeah, like exactly. There was a lot of things like working against P- uh, PlayStation Three in the beginning. But I just look back at the catalog. The PSN is like a fucking garbage fire. Everyone knows that. But like, there's a lot of great games. Like the best digital 360 started the trend of having great games. But oh, yeah. PSN's PS3 games are way better than Xbox 360s, right. Xbox Live games at the end of the day. Like, there's probably five or six. PSN games that are better than everything on Xbox 360. No. Like, Some of our games shit like Braid and Limbo. And, but those I mean, games came out on the games, games eventually, yeah. So, Whereas like Journey never made it. Yeah. Are you looking, right, exactly. if you're just the looking at exclusives? Guy. Like Shadow Complex is the only one where I'm like, oh, like oh, of the, the Journey, Unfinished Swans, yeah. right. Sound Shapes, like that, like yeah. Magic Orbs, of course. And that, that all what took a while, it? too. It's a brick-breaking game. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that all took a while. But, I mean, there was there was Summer of Arcade, and I, for a while I was like, where's Sony's answer to this? Yeah. And then they started just consistently hitting with original, like, weird. it was like their weird art house brand. And to see all that stuff happening along the same time as, like, AAA console games, everyone's fighting over exclusives, and they're like, well, what if there was also, like, this... Weird game about a desert from Genova Chen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I'll take that. And it ended Tokyo up being Jungle. IGN's game of the year that year. It beat out 
pretty much every 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 no, com- Walking Dead, Halo Walking Four, yeah. Dishonored. Some, some of the biggest games that year, some of the biggest franchises IPs of that year. Yeah, and like this weird two hour long game mm-hmm. came in came out of nowhere. I mean the PS the PS3 is such a it's such a weird console like as, as a machine it's such a bizarre kind of outlier uh i had it explained to me once that it's like the xbox 360 is like it's like a classroom full of like kind of c plus average students and the playstation 3 is like five incredibly smart autistic kids and like you have to go to each one of them individually and be like all right you have your you have a particular set of skills like you've got stuff you're really good at you know it's like a savant mentality you know and whereas like the the 360s like you can throw like Skyrim on it it's like yeah it works because it's a, sort of a PC under there but you know the the PS3 was ahead of its time it was like every, they were like yeah HD Blu-ray let's let's see this happen and nobody was ready for you're, it you're specifically talking about developing for it right yeah okay because I, I just to clear the air it made it sound like oh, that's just what the system is it's like five weird kids in a room <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the whole the whole cell processor thing but like. I love that Sony was like trying that, but it it totally goes into their like kind of the roll of the dice history they have as a company of like doing proprietary stuff. They were the first company to develop silicon chips, or was it silicon chips? It was uh, what do you call it? Transistors uh, for for their radios. Like they bought the patent from Texas Instruments in like the the 1950s, and they were like, "Hey, um, that's a really cool thing you made. Can we?" not pay you to make it yourselves, but buy the rights to make it and do it ourselves. And they were like, yeah, sure, what could go wrong? And that's why I end up with expensive memory cards for the Vita. Yeah. Because sometimes it works out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's I think that the, the PS3 is, is fascinating as, as, a, as a product, but as a, as a gaming system, it's sort of like kind of bittersweet. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting console. Like, I, you learn a lot about it, too. Like, it was, it was supposed to come out a year earlier than it did. Um, you know, they had problems with it. I, I learned a lot about that talking to the ICE team, at Na- which is housed at Naughty Dog, who are, like, the internal guys that, that kind of craft the hardware or whatever. But, like, when you have complicated hardware like that, and then people, a team spends time on it, like Naughty Dog, and, and they make four games for it. Well, the fourth game is The Last of Us, and, and frankly, that game wouldn't have been possible, I don't think, on Xbox 360. So it's, like, no. so it's, it's so it, anyway, the PS3, I think the PS3 is really special. The thing about all six pieces of hardware from Sony is that, like, they're all actually really great. Like, the, and I mean that in as objective way as possible. Like, when I look at, you know, I'm, I'm a, what I call a reformed Nintendo fanboy now. Like, I'm just so fucking over Nintendo, it's not even funny. But when I was, when I was a, when I was a, a kid, the, the NES is still my favorite console of all time. Like, it's never gonna be touched. Um, and the SNES is this behemoth of a console. Yeah. But from my perspective, when you get to, and I love GameCube as well, but when you get to the N64 and GameCube, like, I'm just like, yeah, these have some great games, but these consoles kinda like suck. I have to be like, honestly, yeah. with you, like, that, like, GameCube, I had a bajillion GameCube games, and I, I pretended I loved that thing forever, like, more than anything in this world. And, but when you really look back at it, it's like, this thing is, like, not that impressive. Like, these two consoles are clearly inferior to the NES and SNES in every way, and maybe not technically, but in terms of games, in terms of output, yeah. in terms of memories. Well, but, and, yeah. and, and to me, like, I don't feel that way with PlayStation. Like, I think you could make a case for PS1. You could make a case very easily for PS2. PS3, and I think, as all Thomas said, you can make a case for PS4 yeah. now as well. And but, PSP. And it's, PSP. It's and Vita. nuts to think there was a point where, like, the idea of optical media was, like, a novelty. Like, that they were like, yeah, CDs. Little round things that you can listen to your favorite music on, like, 311, the hottest, the hottest 90s oh, you band. you gotta have the Beatles of Rap Rock. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like... The Beatles of Rap Rock! I think Zach is that's having a, an aneurysm. Uh, a, uh, He's weeping softly. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, John Oliver quote. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the fact that Nintendo was, like, they were still making toys, and they still kind of are. And it's weird that you've got this kind of, video games are this crossover of toys and, like, electronics, and, I mean, it's, 
like so um somebody we worked with uh uh, Esme saw, saw Chappie and she's like that movie was stupid and I was like really how come and she's like there's this part where they hook a bunch of PS4s together and they use it to like hack stuff and I'm like that's not stupid that's actually something NASA did with PS3s like I think it's like the, what is it the seventh largest like supercomputer server farm s- cell or something is like a bunch of PS3s hooked up yeah I think the government bought back in PS3 like, what the, a bunch of shit what PS2s the fuck what the fuck there's a, there's a room full of PS3s somewhere that's powering like yeah. NASA stuff that's bonkers so yeah, like as a game console, you know, bittersweet. But yeah. as a thing that you can hook a bunch of them up together and make space math, I I heard we, were, we never went space. That it was a Stanley Kubrick film. <laughs> I've Great. heard that as well. Yeah, you've heard that. I as think well. it's unconfirmed, but I've yeah, heard it. I mean, that's, a, that's what a rumor is. Uh, do you got you you did a you did tweets. Oh, I did do tweets. Do, any, do we have any hot tweets to talk about? Let's see if I have any hot tweets. Go for it, Phil Tom. While, uh, while, go, I don't Mike. while oh, Greg Mike. looks it up, I wanted to say real quick, the uh, one of the things I really loved about the PS3 was how they started off incredibly cocky and then kind of fumbled with the price point and everything like that and then held back and then ramped up to getting cocky again with Kevin Butler, yeah. who is one of the just the – it was so 90s of them to come out with that and be like, hey, here's this guy who's kind of an asshole, but he's lovable – and he's going to tell everybody in the room, like, you're an idiot for not doing this right. And your mom's weird, but she loves me. And all your friends are coming over to play, you know, mag or whatever it was. <laughs> Who was the no Vita? Who's the action game? Massive the action kid, game. Vita. There was a Marcus. 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 PSP, yeah. get your game on. Oh, yep. that was the kid from that one uh, movie with Sean William Scott. Role yes. Model. Role models. Yep. Wow, we got there. Surprisingly good film. I enjoyed that, that yeah. boy's role in it. Talks about boobies and stuff. Tommy Adams says, do you think Gravity Rush 2 will make it out in 2016? Yes. 100%. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were, they were on our uh, live show at, at E3, and that game looks great and looks pretty damn close to being done. I, it, I, no, it, it'll it be ru- this year. Yeah, I mean, sure. it, it yeah. runs a little yeah. chuggish. Like I, Welcome like, to Gravity Rush. Chuggish. Yeah. Stunning and gorgeous, but it's a little, it's a little chuggy. Yeah, I, I'm surprised how little... I mean, like, E3 wasn't the place for it. It didn't need to be on stage. I think it would have been distracting and gotten overshadowed. But they, like, I guess maybe TGS or something. Like, they need a big push for that game yeah. if it's out this year. Um, I think it'll get it. But And, and yeah, the E3 demo definitely chugged a little bit, though. So yeah. I hope they fix performance. I kind of wish the first one hadn't been the Vita game. You would say that. No, I mean, like, I loved it on You're off the aisle. Also just, it didn't really establish itself as a, as a, as a, as a franchise. Sure, 100%. Yeah, no, that's 100%. Yeah. So. Uh, Kevin is awesome, one, two, three, says, when will Marty's review of Duck Dynasty post? Isn't that going to be our first Let's Play on the Beyond YouTube channel? No, Andrew and I did our first Let's Play, and it was... It wasn't Duck Dynasty? Adventures of Mana. Of Mana. I saw Duck Dynasty was on sale on Steam today, and a bunch of people were tweeting at you, being yeah. like, "I I, I want to buy this, but I can't do it without Marty's I'm gonna, review." I'm gonna finally, I'm gonna finally review that game. How yep. did you, uh, uh, with Adventures of Manage, you guys captured their PS TV. Yes. Yeah, we did PS TV, and now I'm I'm like an hour and a half past where we got. Yeah, I, I so that game for people that don't know, uh, stealth release, cheap remake of Psychon Densetsu, Final Fantasy Adventure, uh, game breaking bugs. Really? In that game, was yeah. that the one you got stuck in? Yeah, the other day you were tweeting. Oh, about? And then said like I cannot leave this. Yeah, room. and yeah. then and then uh, we figured. My girlfriend actually figured it out, which is funny. She doesn't even play games, and she figured it out. So that was a nice moment for me. Uh, but then uh, there's apparently a bunch of game breaking bugs in the original one. I had the original one. I don't remember any of these on the yeah. Game Boy. Um, it was published by Square Soft, and then Sunsoft republished it. And uh, they just apparently remade it, and all of these like, like these well, there's design flaws that are based on like the limitation of RAM on the Game Boy. So like when you would unlock a door or use a matic to like get through a, a wall and go a few screens away from it, it didn't remember that you busted that, busted down the wall or used the key on the door. Oh. So you can get caught 
In the new one on the Vita, I mean, the Vita is not the most powerful machine, but it can remember that you unlock the door. Um, so I spared no expense. So I, the so I used my last key to get through this door, and then I went to this other locked door on the other side of the castle, and it was locked, and then I went back, and the other door was locked, and you're stuck. Yep. And, and there's apparently moments like that all throughout the game. Like, you have to, like, have, like, a bunch of this shit in your inventory at all times. It time. also has the most startling, just random, arbitrary death. Yeah. Five minutes the, of the, the game. Like, one second into that game, you fight a big, scary cat monster, and then ten seconds after that, your friend is dead on the ground, and you're... And you're just like, oh, dang, his body. And you go on an adventure. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. happened here? Spoilers, you, uh... I mean, I don't even know what the hell's going on in that game, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, uh, you... There's a... You, like, fight this Medusa creature. Nice. And then the woman you're with at the time gets, like... Like shot by like one of the snakes or whatever, and she's turning into a gorgon or whatever, and she asks you to kill her, and then you have to just walk her through a hit X, and you slash her, and she falls to the ground, and then you talk to her, and she gives you her tears or something like that. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. It's so a dumb it, thing. So Greg, ridiculous. did you have another question or? Okay, because I, I I had one I want to throw in whenever you're ready. All right, this is what we talked about our favorite Beyond moments in in bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Stoner writes in and <laughs> says, "Will Garfep ever find true love?" Now, this of course we brought you a girl once. Yeah. A girl wanted to date you. We, yeah. we surprised. What was I with her? I wanted two dates with that girl. Yeah. She was nice. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't talked to her since then. That was so weird. Yeah. yeah that, that was one of the weirdest things we'd ever done. Yeah. And that really <laughs> says something. My favorite part of that clip is when we leave the room and you two look at each other and just shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so was I, the best. That was, that was Casey Lynch days, right? And we went yeah. to him like, hey, Casey, this girl wants, we said, we said in last week's episode, we need to find, uh, Garfep a girlfriend. And uh, now one has responded, do you mind if he takes the afternoon off? <laughs> and he's like, no, no big deal. I was terrified to leave work. I was, Why? I like, checking email off my phone. I don't know. I know how to stop working. Uh, side note, is there, I think the only thing sadder than going on one date with someone is going on two dates with someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me make I sure. No, I was right. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. This, I, I was wrong about that. Yep. Jace Play Games says, greatest PlayStation 1 game of all time. He says, Tomba. Ooh. Uh, I say Tomba's incredible. I say Metal Gear Solid. I agree. Mm. Uh, I say Symphony of the Night. Yep, that was mine too. I actually wrote a list of per, games per console. I thought we were going to go through those today. Uh, my two were uh, Symphony of the Night and Resident Evil 2. Symphony of the Night is a very strong call, one of the great yeah. games of all time. I would say Wild Arms. Uh, is the best Ooh, PS1. yeah, it's a really good one. Love that game. Those weird Japanese cowboy boys? Yeah, that's right. Media Vision, published by Sony. Just Zach, yeah, you can Zach, yell. Uh, vagrant exactly story. Obligated to bring up vagrant story uh, whenever possible. It's a good game. Do you guys like does, this? When 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 you do this with Kevin, does Kevin yell into the room or? Did, yeah, he knows the mics won't pick him up. Right, so but he just like, does well, it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Kevin's the world's whatever. biggest distraction. I want to see way. movies that Zach that Zach shoots, and he's just like, it's a tra- it's it's a trap. Don't do it. Don't go in there. No, no, no. He's coming up the stairs. Just don't. And there's just like thumbs up coming in, the, yeah. you know, the, the hero and the romantic yeah. lead kiss, and there's yeah. like a thumbs up. He gets a weird haircut. Villain shows up. He's no, very bad. Uh, Greg. That's weird. Oh, Thanks for watching, bad. everybody. Two black balls in your face. Look at I'm used to that. Look at that Ryan funny walrus, man. Says, in honor of summer games done quick, if Marty had to speedrun Battletoads or Duck Dynasty, which would he choose? Uh, I played through the entirety of Battletoads when I reviewed Rare Replay. So what? I played, yeah, I played. Oh, with like with cheats on and save well, saves. So he played through it because he loves it. No one. He no. loves Battletoads. Photographic evidence. No. I feel like Duck Dynasty you can finish in like three and a half hours. That's when they say, they say the N word at the end and you win. I think the most racist open world game ever. It is. Developers probably speedrun that game when they were making it. What? Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Those nasty dogs. Big bad boys in the reeds. Quack, 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 quack. Daniel Conley says that, McBiggity. 
I swear to God, if it's another fucking question about Duck Dynasty. <laughs> what has been the most difficult part of making Beyond your podcast and making an original since Grawlin left? All of the... Oh, by the way, somebody wrote in the other day and they were like, uh, ever since the Grexit. <laughs> I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I love that that joke had to ferment for like 18 months, but it's so timely. It's so good. Uh, No, taking over was hard. It was one of those things that was like, almost like, do we want to do this? Do we want to fill these shoes? Like, can you take the name with you? Can we just start something new? Um, Yeah, so it's been, you know, trying to build something uh, unique unto ourselves that also preserves, you know, the core tenants that you guys had. But at the same time, it's going to be like, none of us grew up in PlayStation, or on, on, on channels. Like, I, I came from 1UP where I was primarily doing features about everything, and then I moved over to IGN, and I'm just an all-purpose editor. Yeah. And, and, you know, we brought Max on, you know, after you guys. It's Andrew been... was the news guy. You've been a features guy forever. And so it was one of those, yes, we don't have the seven years of entrenched, solid coverage. Like, we're never going to have an encyclopedic knowledge like you guys have. Like, absolutely. Like, and, and I don't even want to touch that. Well, I think we also kind of like we when we took over, it was around the same time where IGN was also kind of moving into more of a like let's swing for the fences type of business model where um, we weren't really it wasn't we didn't really have the option of being like, well, there's very few things in the PlayStation store this week. So let's talk about it. We had to be like, well, let's fill this with, you know an hour of, of stuff that's like sort of more AAA, but also on the flip side, there's been some changes to the remember me collector's edition. We should probably go over those now. Well, so when the, like we were talking about it before, when these guys were covering that beat, like sometimes that was it. And a lot of people are giving Trevor Noah shit right now on the daily show because he's talking about politics while, you know, Obama's president. And like, that's pretty easy to do. Like you can make fun of the election coming up and stuff like that. But like we inherited beyond when with a PlayStation four was the best selling console. Like that's a pretty easy thing to walk into. So you don't have to focus so much on the like kind of little indie sales and minis and stuff like that. You can actually say, Hey, like this thing's doing really well. Let's talk about Far Cry Primal. Let's talk about, uh, Bloodborne. Let's talk about all the big games coming right now. Yeah. So that made it easier. But also the, the, the Facebook group was something that, that we, like slowly had to, to inherit and win over and like it wasn't really a thing that we anyone really relied on for a long time and we just started talking to them being like well, what are we doing right what are we doing wrong how can we change this um there's awesome moderators over there helping us out and awesome just passionate people in the group and yeah. you know like little by little i think people were like i like what these guys are doing it's not meant to replace the originals they are not dressing and acting and talking like the original guys they're not doing their their bits and stuff like that they're doing something different new and yeah at the beginning we were like do we do the bits and that was when, like, the news ghost thing came. Like, we did the Roper Report thing, and I, I was like, I'll make this noise. I've literally never met Chris Roper in my life. <laughs> the I mean, only interaction I've had with him was I sent an email, and he sent a video clip for your last episode. I'm glad. I'm, I'm kind of glad you guys didn't, and especially because when you guys kind of did with P.S. I Love You, it resonated so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. The first time I listened to one of those episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, straight-up classic beyond. And, like, kind of to Max's point earlier, it's kind of nice having – one or the other like it's nice that you can listen to beyond as it is today but then you can also go back and listen to bs i love you and have it be kind of what it was. if we were doing roper report and they were doing roper's report within a 24-hour span of each other it would just be super weird for well yeah and so I, mean, I was one of the for roper stop saying my i of name. course want to go out and thank per schneider for not suing us for that because yeah. nick scarpino was super upset when we first pers- we posted the first episode and we we're having a laugh about it. he's like what's so funny <laughs> we're just ripping off all our old segments and well, he's like what do you mean 
And I'm like, wow, we just changed one letter. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I remember when, what you did. When you guys announced that you were going to do your, your version of the show, or P.S. I Love You, I, uh, I was like, I tweeted at you, and I'm like, here's some ideas. And I'm like, oh, Ricky's wrap-up, the Roger <laughs> Report. And you're like, you're crazy if you think we're changing them that much. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think we, when we did P.S. We knew we were going to do P.S. I Love You for a long time, and I think it took, it took a long time for us to, like, first of all, name it. which is Also, Nick Scarpino. Scarpino. that's a good name. That name it's yeah. such a good name. Uh, Nick Scarpino is the one who came up with that name. And, and we just, I mean, we knew we wanted to do it because as people know, like we didn't know, we didn't even know what was going to happen with Beyond at the end. I mean, we, um, we did Beyond for a while after we left or whatever. And, um, I think PS I love you is just the only show we know how to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like the only show, like, so it, it is very natural. There's a order in case there's a lot of new shit into it. I think it's longer than Beyond and, um, all that kind of stuff. So it is a new kind of show, but it was just a natural, like, it was just the, it was our show like yeah. that was the way we did our show and so like it, our show wasn't necessarily just podcast beyond it was just our show mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we just took yeah. it and and did but yeah i mean we it is it is it is an aped version in many ways of the podcast beyond we did but i think that works because you guys don't do that version of podcast. and that was yeah. why we did it if you guys still did all the segments we wouldn't have been like yeah fuck them no, we wouldn't have been yeah. so yeah. ropers report so, come yeah. at me yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have been so flagrant we just wanted to i think i think a lot of the reason was like not so much a market imperative to do the show, not so much anything. It's like, I think we just missed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, think that, I think that was like one of the reasons is that like we, we do the games cast. That's fun. We do game over Greggy. That's fun. We've been doing that for a long time, long before we left IGN. We do Colin and Greggy live. That's fun. But I honestly think like our strongest show is PS. I love you. And like the, and we, that's just the show that we, like I said, we just know how to do it. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think yeah. I, I speak for all of us that, that, hour we get into a room and get to talk with each other is a highlight of a week. Yep. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly. Totally. Yeah. Totally. 100%. And I know it's the exact same for you guys. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with like you know, Nick and Tim know you know know ga- games in their own way and and speak to games in their own way. But like Greg and I are just on the same level, playing the same games on the same platform, mm-hmm. and so there's just something about that where it's just like we don't have to shoehorn the Nintendo news here. We don't have to yeah. shoehorn the two totally. Xbox games a year we play because like that's the thing is like we just don't we just don't. That's the other thing too is and I've said it when we're at IGN, but I say it more unabashedly now than ever is I'm a PlayStation gamer. I'm not I'm not ashamed of this at all. So, like, doesn't mean I'm a fanboy. doesn't mean I don't try things on other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it – it is a weird – like that stupid phrase, comfort food. Like, listening to PSI Love You Every Week does feel, like, so familiar, and it just feels kind of right. Some lady's trying to break into the back. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Caitlin, there's, there's, there's strange women trying to break into the bar. Zach's trying to – he keeps giving up the wrap-up. But I just want to read one final question. Okay. It comes from Kevin Abdul. It says, Dear Greg, after watching the Sony press conference and having a good idea for a look-forward to – I disagree. I think it's been a long time to for that and to also when. Oh, I'm sorry, Max. You want to? I was just going to say, if if you answer too many tweets from people named Kevin, it just all falls apart. (laughs) They they start breaking down. It's like clones. Just before we go, because I know we I know we have to wrap up. I want to say something before we go. I'm sure you're going to say something. Everyone can say something. Yeah, he's probably going to cry. Want to thank you guys for having me back or whatever. Of course. I don't often, you know. Do guest appearances anymore because uh, I just want to be the JD Salinger of podcasting. Um, so, uh, so this show means a great deal to me. It always well. I'm rooting for you guys from the sidelines. Um, I would not be anywhere near like we've we've reached like success beyond I ever would have imagined. With kind yeah. of funny, and uh, a lot of that has to do with our Beyond Core fan base that like followed us over I and mean, are still here as well. Um, so I know what the show did for me and I know what it meant for me and I would not be where I am today without Podcast Beyond IGN of course too but Podcast Beyond specifically people come and go at IGN you never heard of people are there for years sometimes you never heard of Podcast Beyond was the reason that I became like at the, t- at the time I was there really one of the best known editors at the site 
And I know that. So I thank everyone. I thank you guys for continuing the legacy. I'm pulling from you for you from the sidelines for the show and for IGN success, whatever, as the internet changes radically. And I think we're all trying to figure it out as we go. Um, and I want to thank everyone out there that even didn't jump with us because it's good to be back. Who knows when we'll ever be back. So, um, so thank you. Appreciate you. There's always a seat thank open. you, Colin. Yeah, seriously. There's always a seat open for you, too. As I always used to say, you're a sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, on my end, yeah, I mean, I echo everything Colin said. Of course, thank you guys. But more than anything, I mean, I've thanked you guys the 381 episodes. Don't worry about yeah. that. You guys, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that it's still going. You know what I mean? I know it was a rough road to hoe. I know you had a whole bunch of things going on. Ho- yeah, road you, to hoe? Isn't that what they call it? Right? I don't think you hoe a road. Because you're hoeing. You're if you're hoeing a road, you're just messing up the road. It's really bad tough for road. I'm pretty sure. Somebody Google that. Right, he's trying to be a sweet Zach, boy. Google that. Ro- tough road to hoe. Road to pave? Google that maybe. Very much. Is it pave? Uh, oh, road to hoe. That, I fucked it up. You're right. What? Yeah. Because row, you're, when oh, you're row, in a garden, yeah, sense, you're you hoeing the garden. So oh, it's a row, row of things that you hoe. Yeah, if you're hoeing Basically, the row, you're just, you're just to see you for a long time. I'm proud you kept going. Thank yes. you. I'm, pr- I'm proud Thank of the show you, you guys yeah. have now. I'm proud of the fan yeah. base you have. What do you got for me? What do you got? Nothing? It's a tough road to hoe. It, I was right. <laughs> road to <laughs> hoe? Yeah. Hashtag so Greg was right. Roads. It's Hashtag love wins. That was But no, I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations. No, thank you so much. Honestly, it means the world to us. Being able to take it over from the two of you and sort of make it our own thing and coexist alongside you guys uh, has been probably the highlight of my career. Yeah. You're a sweet boy. Both of you are sweet boys. As Altana used to say. I did that today in Colin Greg Live. What's that? What? Well, I, did I, I did that because I do that. <laughs> I did it first. I did it first. <laughs> what? Like uh, a weird bow? Yeah. Okay. Seriously, thank, thank you guys for, for covering this like weird, obtuse, sometimes gigantic uh, immaculate beat and also you know for letting us on when you did to taking a, a risk and calling me on the show like back in the day when i was a scrappy slightly fatter slightly alco- uh, more alcoholic dude and you, you were, were like way fatter thanks thanks You're a lot uh and and for for just being true to yourselves and for doing a cool show because that's i think the biggest takeaway that we took when we said we're not going to do the rope report, we're not going to do this. We, we, we named all these things we're not going to do. But I think what we all realized without even talking about it, that what we were going to do was have good chemistry with each other, be passionate about video games and talk about the stuff that we really care about. And make Goldfarb take his shirt off. Constantly. Gold Show Farb, off those Gold rusted Farb, little torso abs, geodes. Abs, abs, yeah. but this Gold is like the, abs. Abs, abs, abs. Two abs. No one else is there. Michael Bay's Requiem for a Dream. But no, I miss you guys and it's fucking awesome to have you guys back to have us all in the same room yeah. right now is really cool yeah. also, and you know the fact that we did this before we're all old like they always do that on the shows <laughs> or like just seven dudes looking like zz top sitting around a circle like oh back in the day we were just, also, we, we, like we didn't have to do any of that I we got it done now also i think we could finally bury the like once a week tweet i get of like do you guys hate each other now yes like, more than ever <laughs> yes I'm you sorry, hear it here first I, I will i will say like, like that was what i was saying earlier is like because we we just tried to remain silent you know, like, I, I thought that that was the best approach when you guys took over Beyond is to just don't feed them, you know? And then yeah. when we watch PS I Love You, just don't say anything. Yeah. And and slowly people get bored and, and go complain about other shit. It's the internet. Like, look, remember when everyone was really mad that that dentist killed that lion or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about you that. You remember that? And then yeah, what happened? Like a big deal for like then they days. killed a gorilla and everyone stopped talking about the lion. <laughs> and then a gorilla killed a baby or something like that. That's yeah. what everyone's mad about. No, so, then but, didn't a crocodile eat a man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a week or two ago? I do uh, like the internet because we're getting animal-related tragedies now. It's not just... 
horrible, heartbreaking ones. It's I, I just want to heartbreaking, wanna, but you know, I want to thank both of you because it's weird for me being a weird bridge because like I I didn't start this like you guys started this new era and I certainly didn't start your era. Well, you were the came in between as long as there's the water, water under you, and lots of ducks. Yeah, and then I will the water, cross. Then I don't exactly. give a shit. <laughs> no, I mean, but thank you're you. The missing link. I do. I think you guys uh, again like kind of helped me grow into anything remotely resembling whatever the hell I am today. And like, I don't know. It, it's been a weird, it's, I, I started, I guess it was 2011. And so it's weird now, what, five years later, like, I, I feel like I've grown and I feel like I have you guys to thank for it. And then separately I have you guys to thank for it. So it's a weird, it's been a weird two eras of my life with kind of a brief stint in Texas in between. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like you. my five dads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're here today to announce our new show, My Five Dads, <laughs> where we try to give Andrew life advice and it doesn't go well. He, yeah. No, he just doesn't listen. Oh yeah, we've all given the right life advice. He we just always goes, you know what? I'm going the other more. direction. Gold farb, tap your shirt. Gold farb, gold farb, gold farb, abs, abs, abs. <laughs> I, I'm shortening. I'm giving there them was, options. There was a beautiful symmetry to it, Craig. Garfabs, um, um, Garfabs, abs, abs, abs is only a three pack. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, each abs is two abs, so it's a six. Oh. Abs. It could be just pregnant, which is what I look like. <laughs> uh, no, thank the. Uh, thank, yeah, you so thank you guys so much. I need for a hypothetical abortion please. on my food, baby. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen in a while because we're off of them. I don't know. That's, uh, the, only, that's the only way this, this episode could uh, yeah. possibly uh, But no, it's, seriously. It's been a legitimate pleasure having you guys on here. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. I like that we're doing this in a bar. Yeah, uh, we, got a, we got a round of applause yeah. this morning because uh, during the morning meeting, I was like, we're uh, recording beyond at a bar, so Marty's master plan has finally come into play. Yeah, guys, five years in the making. Unifying yeah. these two worlds. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much to Zach behind the camera, obviously. Come for, out here and show us your beautiful thumbs. You show us man. your abs. Zach, Zach, Zach. Don't do it. He's got abs, awful abs, tattoos abs. on there. <laughs> Yeah, that was too much. I didn't like that. Uh, Caitlin, really thank weird. you so much. You were incredible. Thanks for thank putting Caitlin. up with us. Thank you. Thanks, Caitlin. Um, yeah, we're doing this from Jackalope. This is yeah. uh, one of our one of our local haunts in San Francisco. Is so Jackalope on Twitter? Is it just Jackalope SF? It's Jackalope and then the address. What's the number? 1092. At Jackalope 1092. Or yeah. not. I don't know. You could follow that account and see what happens. Yeah. It, could be, it could be some weird man in Montana who wants to share pictures yeah, of his taxidermy. Jackalope. Who knows? Uh, is the compound next to mine. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter, obviously. Uh, Brian is Agent Bizzle. I'm Max Scoville. Colin, you're... Is it just... No taxation. No taxation. You're Game, Game Over Greggy. Garfep, McBiggity, two Gs, two Ts. Zach is Zacharias D, the worst the Star tongue. Fox boss ever. Caitlin is at Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's been squatting on that one for the last At eight POTUS. Years. Yeah. Yeah, at POTUS. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, hop in that Facebook group and, and say hi. And uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for tolerating our drunk asses in a bar on these weird stools. It's like the weirdest way anyone's ever sat in a bar ever. Yeah, it's not Like, normal, this is how geese fly very north normal. for the winter or south for the summer. What if we just started coming to the bar normally and sitting like this? Just in the can middle. I, like, like, can I get to the bathroom? No. <laughs> Hi, you're Go tuning away. into the number one fire hazard podcast right here in a bar that's going to get shut down real soon because we're blocking the door. All right. Uh, note, how do we end this? Word? What's that word? Um, beyond. 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 Oh, man. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.